1: This week in League, the Dragons played a superb 60 minutes of football before they left to attend a wedding in Westeros. Mimo's
2: steadfast refusal to extend their home delivery zone to Melbourne has George Rowe seeking a release.
1: Hiku loves manly, Warriors paying overs, haikus in decline.
2: And we preview all of the action of Round 7 of the 2014 NRL season. All that and more this week in
1: League. Welcome to episode 150 of this week in league. I'm Nate, and I'm Glenn. I
2: feel like we should be really like making a big deal about marking this occasion, but quite frankly,
1: we did. Pretty fucking tired. We did. I, got you, um, <laughs> I, I, I your your gift is in the mail, but I, I gave you the spe- spectacular gift of a of a, a baby human being. <laughs> I
2: hope you enjoy. Wait, it. hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been wondering. And a very why. happy wife nine months ago. <laughs> it's all starting to make sense. He uh, had to be delivered by C-section because he had a massive fucking head. <laughs> and can uh, cry, can whinge. That's <laughs> <We have found laughs> not like a referee, let me tell you.
1: Oh, lashes out at the color pink. I just I hate out. my
2: life now that it makes so much more sense.
1: Except for the fact that the, he looks exactly. Like
2: Jackson yeah he's a dead ringer
1: like i didn't I didn't know you when Jackson was like a little like yeah know when he was born, obviously he was probably like two or three, I think when you yeah. know when I met you, but I would imagine that's exactly what Jackson looked like when he was born because sitting next to each other, they look identical, yeah, he is a dead ringer for Jackson, so uh, who does take more after your wife, so I guess the story still is plausible, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. yes.
2: Leo William Blakely, successfully delivered via C-section, Wednesday night, 8.01pm. Leo. Leo. Story. Titanic fan? <laughs> no. Departed fan? No. I, What's look, eating
1: Gilbert, grape fan?
2: Come up with a number of names, um, suggestions f- for a name of our child, and most of those were met with either a blank stare or... Are you fucking kidding?
1: What's a serious give me that like an a legitimate serious conti- what you know, pr- pr- proposition that you made? Uriah. Yeah, okay, because you're a big Uriah Faber fan.
2: I just love that name. Yeah. And on, apparently, other than Uriah Faber's mum, and probably Uriah Faber, <laughs> I'm the only fucking person on the earth that
1: <laughs> think that's that name's awesome. Oh, well, and then Uriah Hall as well, who was in that season oh, that's tough true. that big black eyed code that kid. Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Um Look. So two, two. That's it. Yeah. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The vitriol that I've been met with from our friends and uh, what it seems like urine. I never.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that thought has never. I've never called that. the kid being that. called urine
2: when he goes to school?
1: I'm like jeez oh, Teach a kid to choke people out and sad. people want to
2: make fun of his fucking name.
1: Says, geez, that's, that says more about the people who thought that than,
0: than, <laughs> yeah,
2: than, than <laughs> the name itself I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First thing they think of is how to bully the kid. Jeez, sad.
1: Well, it's I do have a friend though um, who, whose name's, who's name's Karen and the reason why her name's Karen is because her parents were dead set on giving her a name that couldn't end in like you couldn't add like E on the end of it. Like you know, like a Y sound on the end of their name, like as a nickname thing, and that was a, that's what they came up with.
2: Carney, yeah. Jackson did <laughs> still do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Jackson has this really. There's two things. He's he's a, he's a fucking brilliant child in a lot of ways, but hide and seek, yeah. fucking hopeless. Dead fine, set, possibly the worst hider in the history of hiding. Is like, that because he
1: gives it up, or, or because he just, he's, he'll
2: he'll he's got this thing where he hides most days when I come home from work. Yeah. And he'll make eye contact with me, and then dive behind the couch.
1: I'm like Dude a, I wonder where you could possibly go on. <laughs>
2: where, where could yeah, you the pull? power of teleportation? Or he'll be hiding under the covers yeah. and he will be like giggling and moving around. I'm like, yeah.
1: that's it, not very good hiding. I mean, we have that pre that's that's the pre the pre shower thing. They they go up and hide <laughs> The other thing around he's appalling
2: bit. at is naming well, he's got a He's a bit of a thing for stuffed toys. And um he, he's He's fucking just throws a Y on the end of everything. Dolphiny. Uh, Fucking chickeny. (laughs) 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 So it's
1: just a pet name, any stuff thing just gets a Y on the end.
2: Blacky. Well, he's got this dog thing that's black. Blacky. The list goes on. It's it's appalling.
1: Okay. Carony. (laughs) Yeah. That too. Um, But yeah, so Leo.
2: Yeah, he's here. we yeah, I
1: mean, had some, had some, had some, some denied names. I mean, like yeah. let's face it, all men have probably got massive back catalogs of names that they were denied because you would not <laughs> fucking believe. I was, I was never, I was never so like you know presumptuous as to think that I could ever get Menzies over the line as a first name. But I thought a middle name, fucking why not? Why not? I mean, it's like you hardly see it. I mean, you know, but. And S didn't give a shit about the the manly thing either. She because she doesn't she doesn't like football at all. But she didn't give a shit about that. She didn't want you know people thinking it was like you know like you know Robert Menzies. You right.
2: Know, you know, of thought she might have you know I'm not having my kid named after menstruation.
1: <laughs> See, like I I've never thought that either. But really, I'm, I think you're the I think you're the first person to say that. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't get through. Getting inside into my head. <laughs> and I pushed I pushed hard like in the 15 minutes before the season t- the time to go the <laughs> time to get injected and stuff I, p- I pushed so hard but uh, yeah ultimately defeated so Leo got over the line because where'd it come from? just because you just like just it come or, up
2: with it yeah, yeah. it's not I'm, I wouldn't say I was a massive Leonardo DiCaprio fan or, uh... or like Paul
1: Hogan back in the day like Leo Wanker really?
2: oh yeah. shit <laughs> Never even knew that person existed, but let's hope he doesn't grow into another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid's my son. He probably doesn't have a great deal of hope. Um, yeah, I just I, I can't remember the well, you know, where I've sort of come up with it, but suggested it. Nichola liked it, and we went yep. with it. It was a similar thing for Jackson. I can't really remember the names that I come up with for him, but they were fucking just flat refusals and threats of divorce. And um, then Jackson came along. She was like, "Yeah, okay,
1: cool." <laughs> Oh, so basically the name that sticks is the one that's like, it's just, it's the one that doesn't get you smashed in yeah. the face. Yeah, <laughs> that's it.
2: I just, that generally, if the response isn't, you're a fucking idiot, it's a go. Yeah, it's a fair <laughs>
1: guess. No idea. Where's it, William? Oh man?
2: Um, her brother, it's her brother's middle name as well, so... okay, it's and a family Her family brother's family. Angelo, and yeah. I said, well, I don't have an issue with calling, you know, his middle name being Angelo, but yeah. she said, no, I like William better, so-,
1: so... Leo Angelo, I mean, Angelo would work better. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: dear Lord. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I'd... <laughs> Couldn't care less if he could paint, but if he starts running around in an orange headband throwing nunchucks, I'll <laughs> be pretty fucking happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, you know, b- people who have, who have been big fans, you know, in recent times of, uh, of Glenn, you know, yawning and, and, in fact, talking a great length about Michael Ennis while he's asleep. Probably going to get more of that coming up in the
2: near future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Last night was a, a, a real uh, wake-up call. If you could call... I guess you could probably actually literally call it that. But... Um, such a decent gap between the kids, you sort of forget <laughs> that feeling of just just feeling like you're just dead yeah. on your feet. Yeah. And your whole body's got this numb sensation. And, yeah. and I actually got, when you add up the hours, I actually got a reasonable amount of sleep. It was probably seven hours, six yeah, and nine, a half, seven lot. hours. That's, that's a decent right. amount I'm of sleep. Like yeah. The problem was, it came in at two hours here and an hour and a half there yeah. and then two hours there. And
1: Whoops. you're not at work.
2: Yeah, so exactly. It's going to, so
1: you can take two or two hours straight off the top of that. Yeah. Next week. Very true. So, it is.
2: Yeah. We'll uh, we'll just see how it pans out. But he's here now. I can't put him back in.
1: Not without a great deal of difficulty. Well, I mean, it'd be a decent reality show. <laughs> <laughs> 150 episodes. I've got to be honest. Until someone tweeted about it, I'd, I hadn't really you know, given it any thought. Oh, look, I
2: saw it at about
1: one thirty. Yeah.
2: And I was like, "Fuck! I want to get a cake done." I want to get a nice cake Yeah Because I like cake Yeah And yeah. a cake with You know this week in league And then Yeah I could smear it over my body And you could lick it off What a celebration <laughs> Of a 150 episode <laughs> And these are the things That go through my mind When I'm tired Nathan <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
1: Dear, well, I'm so glad that that felt. is not its it? Isn't it? I'm just. I'm. I'm. I can't. I can't tell you how happy. I am that you know the. The Hello. Leo Leo, the Leo yep. wasn't like I need a cake
2: or, with. Did <laughs> you right this league, week? Episode one hundred and fifty-one. <laughs>
1: Maybe Thank we'll do something you. for two hundred which is like, you know, end of next
2: year. or yeah, mid, You're mid, just next prolonging in the inevitable, Nathan. Why don't you just practice the cake-licking technique?
1: Because we kind of average... We're kind of about... It's sort of around 37, 37-ish episodes a year, 30 to 37 episodes a year, depending. Well, we've got 26 weeks of the Premiership, plus, you know, you know a month of finals after that, and occasionally there's yeah, some other bits and pieces. So yeah. you're talking about, let's say, 32 to 37 weeks. So at this point, we're probably looking at, you know...
2: And I probably won't remember this, but I'm sure someone will bring it up at episode 199. Mm-hmm. Remember yep. that time where you said you were going to lick cake off Glenn?
1: Yeah, no, I didn't say that. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what, you, that's what you said you said you wanted that, and uh, I, I'd just like to put it on the record right now that uh, no, no, not really uh, considering it, uh, condoning it, agreeing to do it or anything. However, you know, in that time, 50 episodes, who knows what kind of profile we'll have. Maybe, oh, we get even maybe, uh, maybe I can get Sonny Bill Williams or someone to come and do the job for me. <sighs> And it'd just make it so much better, wouldn't it? And that's and that, you know, 200 episodes, that, that would be deserving. Be yeah, I'm stand up and tip this desk over. 150 is nothing. Is there, there hasn't been any other NRL podcast that hit this milestone, has there?
2: Oh, I have no idea, Nathan. I don't yeah. pay enough attention to our own podcast, let alone anyone else's. Yeah, I
1: hear that, I hear that. But, you know, welcome to all those other podcasts listening to us for inspiration slash, you know, plagiarism. Or just if you're just doing it out of hatred. You just spite listening because you're just like, fuck those cunts.
2: And... and- not that I feel that these boys are uh, doing it out of hatred boy. any. No, no, no. Shout out to uh, Super League Pod, who gave us a shout out on their show last week. A couple of Poms, just trying to make their way in a tough, harsh world. Fucking useless guns, <laughs> obviously, being Poms. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably know nothing about Rugby League because they're Poms. And
1: Questionable dental and other hygiene.
2: Exactly. Probably haven't had a bath in six months, and all of a sudden, no time for bars. Going to do a podcast.
1: Fucking just doesn't make sense. Love, Imagine being love, in the studio love, with those Love, guys. We're about to record the podcast. Can you put the uh, Can you put some beer in the kettle to warm it up for us?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rip roaring
1: time. <laughs> Imagine being in the studio with those two stinky cunts. Ah, oh, you know the English. What What can we say about oh, them well, that, that we
2: hasn't already been said?
1: 150 episodes in, and we've probably slammed them on about 138 of those episodes. But I dare say, give them a listen. Exactly. If you want, to, I mean, because you know,
2: thankfully, podcasts. It's not scratch and sniff. <laughs> yeah. You can just listen and enjoy. And it.
1: they talk about the ESL stuff, so if if you're into that, I mean, you know, why would you be? That's probably the question <laughs> I'd ask. But if you are, then uh, by all means, give them a listen. It's almost like the English, uh, the English arm, um, you know, the sister show to this show. And I believe they are. Uh, we listen to this show, and then you know, we're inspired to to begin their own thing. And yeah, one's like a bit
2: like me, and, and makes sexual connotations about their co-hosts.
1: Oh, they've even got like the resident dick sucker in the like. I completely made that up, but it seems feasible. <laughs> <laughs> what is it over? What's the? What is the the? I was going to say minority, but you know, what's the what? What's the, the predilection for for this guy over there? I mean, like you've got Polynesians. Is he like? I don't know, like Welsh people, yeah, you know, the French it's or something. has got to be you know? French. Just so it's the French. All right, interesting. So there, if that sounds like something you'd like to listen to. <laughs> I'm not sure we've done it justice. Look, but... we probably have, we've, we've done no favours, but there you go. <laughs> there's a, a shout As it were, that's a shout-out.
2: Expect a tweet from Super League Pod saying their show is no longer because uh, everyone's just unsubscribed.
1: And, uh, yeah, and thanks, Cunz. You're blocked, and uh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, mailbag this week. Uh, Twitter, first up, of course. Mup 23, and this is basically something in relation to, you know, we'll talk about this. It's not something I have in the news, but something's going on with this whole Magpies. I mean, it would have started when the money thing came out, with, you know, with Balmain being broken, <laughs> West just, thing. So this whole big Maggies thing started. now. The I game, just love. The, yeah. it, these are Western Suburbs people. And
2: remember back in the day when the yep. West were no longer? Yep. Why was that? Because they didn't have any fucking money. Exactly. <laughs> and isn't it just like, it's like um, that Eric Banner movie, before he was like Eric super Eric Banner, it was an Australian movie, was it The Nugget? Okay, yeah. And you know you've made it when you can order the second beef hot pot. Like, <laughs> this is what these cunts are like. <laughs> All of a sudden, they can afford the second beef hotpot, and anyone that doesn't have money is all of a sudden. They oh, can't. Like a dog, <laughs> a look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants, but,
1: or person wearing shoes. But there's been a lot of trolling and, like, you know, and, and back and forth between uh, people who are just like magpies for life. There's uh, there's you know the tigers of the Melbourne West Tigers. That's fucking unacceptable. And there's too much orange on the on the, the kit, and. <laughs> God knows what else they carry on about, because I'll be honest I don't really follow it as closely as because yeah. I
2: love the I love the passion, but I just think it's you know and and they can direct their passion however they see fit, but really this is if you if you're gonna sit there and support the magpies, go right ahead, but at the end of the day there's a merger that has occurred and I just think if you're going to start doing thread counts on jerseys <laughs> and saying how much white there is, and give me a fucking break. At the end of the day, it's pretty clear that, for all intents and purposes, the West Tigers represent in 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 certain part the western suburbs of Sydney and yep. and Balmain. Yep. You know, um, it, there's there's a million examples that you could come up with if that's what you're looking for, as to how they don't represent. A party yep. in in some way, shape, or form. Either yep. way. Yep. I mean, when you only have to look at the the lengths that the club went to to try and promote the game on Saturday night, um, you know, ticketing options, and they've been doing it what all season. did
1: They go up to yeah, that's that's true. Which how? I mean, I saw I saw that promotion where it was ten bucks if you got in there before four p.m. Yeah, which is fucking. Which Brilliant. is great considering there's five games of footy or
2: whatever. There's more what?
0: drinking
1: time. I mean, yeah. like, you know,
2: you know. Imagine by would... the time New South Wales Cup came, if you like, if you're a true Campbelltonian, if you could have true... been arrested twice by
1: the if time New South Wales Cup hit. If you're a true foot footy fan, I mean, like, how many times have we been in football yeah. like for grand finals and stuff? <laughs> Jesus. plastered by midday.
2: Well, you watch... are, I mean I kept I kept it on the level, but you were just all over the place. Um I just I just find it interesting that they they have such an agenda that they want to continually attack the club. Um, yes, the club probably isn't sitting there every single day thinking of what they can do for Campbelltown and how they can you know represent Campbelltown. They they, they they play
1: with a magpie on their shoulder, but they're on a fairy tale anyway because what they're doing is they think you know they're like if they can uprise and, de- and death ride the club enough then, you know, it'll all, it'll all fall over and West has got the money, so therefore the, the Magpies will let's make their Tommy mighty Redonica's
2: return. to coach him and Pat yeah. Odoherty to play
1: front row. And, and let's be real, that did work for Manly as far as getting rid of the Northern Eagles. Different situation. But West Tigers are so fucking entrenched. Years now.
2: Fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, you Manly know, like,
1: had the good fortune to knock it over sort of midway through the second season. Um, you I'll know, the tide was turning.
2: I just, I find it interesting. And some of the stuff that goes on on Twitter is, is fairly... Um, fairly immature and oh, it's a bit internet bullyish. That's, that's Twitter, isn't it? That's just yeah, Twitter. Yeah. very much so. And but well, speaking of Twitter... And quite frankly, can you know, I just close by saying there is probably... I think my support and my roots to the Western Suburbs Magpies yep. stack up against fucking most people. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned.
1: I would, I would agree with that.
2: And coming from, you know, obviously my father, you know, that was instilled in me from my father and if Bruiser could turn around and support the West Tigers and ring me up every fucking Monday and talk about the game. Yep. Just, you know, and talk about the Tigers and not say, fuck, I wish it was the Maggies. He probably didn't wish it was the Maggies because you know what? When it was the Maggies, there wasn't a lot of phone calls on a Monday saying, how about that fucking win? (laughs) Just get over it. Jump so, behind the club or fuck off.
1: So, so so Mark 23, who, you know, pre, pre-season... was he's a know, shit fan. Yeah, pre-season, you know, pre-season favorite for, for Gronk of the Year, but he's, he's been very slow out of the, out of the blocks. He's, he's going to have to settle for just general all-around fuckhead. But he asked the question, why can't Magpies fans just roll over and take it like the Steelers and Bears did? <laughs> <laughs> How would you respond to that, Glenn? Well, they... I guess... <laughs> There's
2: people just clinging to that agenda, and I, yeah. I guess it's, you know, with every apparently it was a war, it was, you know, and there's people still there fighting, you know, little like, underground it, guerrilla warfare. It's like when they find,
1: it's like when they find a Japanese little, like eighty, 80 year old Japanese <laughs> he's guy, been in, hiding in, a in hollow the, log in, and, in the jungles of the Philippines, yeah. and he's still like, you know, wants to shoot anybody he come across because he's like, what the fuck? He hasn't received his orders to stand down. <laughs> but yeah, um, tall Hayden. Thinking of the big focus on concussions. And I can only wonder if Dallas Johnson is dribbling into his cornflakes these days. Because <laughs> that's that's an excellent a, point. It is I mean like there was there was that origin game where he was knocked out a couple of times in one game, right? Two times, three Him times. And Martin more? Lang,
2: yeah. I'd, I'd like took to, you know, in guns. five years time, I think there should just be a reality T V show where those two are put into a house yep. and made live together and communicate with each other on a daily basis. Purely for entertainment value.
1: As far as I understand, I think Martin Lang's faculties are with him at this stage. A friend one follows the Panthers, and I think he was uh, sitting next to him at a game. Although he didn't recognise, he was a big Panthers fan. He sitting next to him. He's like, "You look familiar." Oh, this guy looks so familiar. Who is it?" He? And he's like, oh. I can't remember. What you? Why don't you tell me what my name is? <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just give me. Just, just run ten metres for me. Just give me. Oh yeah, it's Martin Lang. Gotcha. <laughs> well, anyway, you're sticking your head up way into that coat of. He out. ran.
2: He ran ten metres, and, and a uh, a twelve-year-old girl carrying two
1: ice creams fucking put a put a hit on him and knocked. His head back. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the thing Martin, Martin Lang he took the hits that oh, Ker- that Kerry Walters deserved to take for his running style. Yeah, he <laughs> took all of them himself because <laughs> they're both very similar. But you don't remember Kerry Walters getting smashed. Yeah. Into
2: it. Like, yeah. Look at the clouds, Martin. Look at the clouds.
1: <laughs> um,
2: if he spent more time looking at the flowers, he might have seen the defense come. <laughs>
1: yeah, stop, stop looking at the, at the, the, the chemtrails. <laughs> Um, JR underscore buff said an early congratulations on making 150 episodes doing anything special for the milestone yep. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> this. If it wasn't
2: for that tweet we would have just rolled on through without even knowing. Exactly. So but, but thank you. You've actually got him to thank. He's the guy. For the cake thing. Yeah, for the, the cake, cake. Yeah, bit.
1: that's, yeah, and, and thank you for being the only person to offer congratulations. No one else cares. Oh, we're going to get so many people tweeting us like when they see the number and, you know, when it's actually released tomorrow but, yeah, JR underscore buff he's a man. Thank you, Cameron. And, um, he also said, uh, then I said, look, you know, brand new baby for Glenn and everything. I doubt there's going to be anything special going on. And he said, got to love Glenn's commitment to the show. Awesome work you two do. Look forward to listening to the show on Thursday. So, top bloke. Yeah,
2: this is our baby. You know, I might have a newborn baby, but we've got a five year old baby I've got to take care of as well. Yep. And sure enough, the other parents are fucking delinquent. and doesn't pay his child support but I'm here (laughs) R-pop shh
1: of essence this week's ep is going to be great G giving me shit about the Tigers and N talking shit about the manly game I'm not going to give you shit
2: about the Tigers mate because the Tigers won I'm going to give you shit about your fucking appalling excuse for a football team exactly and the fact that you're a cock
1: Eddie NZ hunting down the northern lights while listening to This Week in League not exactly traditional Icelandic fare but I'm still laughing my ass off Look, big dream of mine to head up to Iceland. Really? Yeah. You've seen, you haven't watched that Walter Mitty movie, have you?
2: By its very name, Iceland sounds a little too cold for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, seeing Northern Lights and everything, um, yeah, something I wouldn't mind doing. Well, yeah, you know, more than that, I, I, I will do it one day. Yeah, so I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far. I think that's pretty special that,
2: you know, in such an amazing place in the world, oh,
1: someone's glorious. listening to us. Glorious, you know, like, pristine scenery and everything. Way to up take there. in your surroundings, mate. <laughs> exactly. Sensory overload. Yeah, maybe, maybe, um, you know, don't yeah you know, have your headphones up too loud because it might it might what's prevent. What's Icelandic you. for cunt? I was thinking. I was thinking more was what's Icelandic for? Take your headphones out so you can hear the fucking polar bear that's about to take you out from behind. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. When I was looking at going up to Iceland and everything, I sort of you know was looking at the northern lights and where the best vent you know, obviously it's because they, they follow the you know the magnetic around the Arctic Circle. You know, there's numerous places you can sort of see from. So I was just oh, thinking sort of about I was genius. looking up to see what the best you know, where the best places were. But there's a place up uh a Russian territory that's even north of Iceland, it's like this north little like little island thing above like right. Fucking North Pole, like, Jeez. and there's like a, there's a settlement there. Most people work there, and you know whatever industry it is, you know it's like some sort of you know must be like mining, Ice. or you know, something. But um, literally you can walk just walk around there with a, with a rifle because like polar bears. Like I think British, there's a British school trip went up there, and a fucking kid just got eaten by a polar bear. <laughs> like, fucking
2: Imagine that. On Imagine excursion. getting the phone call saying, uh, look, uh, it's got a little bit of bad news your kid's been jacked by a fucking polar bear yeah, It's like Sorry, don't he's not walk coming down
1: home. This, don't walk down the street of this the major town well, the only you know settlement in this uh, little island thing don't walk around at night too much unless you've got a fucking rifle because polar bear jump out in each <laughs> it's a legitimate risk of you setting foot on that fucking place <laughs> it's
2: like street signs not like koalas next five yeah. kilometres it's uh, polar bear about to eat your ass
1: exactly exactly um Doug Mullican, aka Banda Roja. Jesus. What I learned from this week, you know, this week's, this week in league episode, Glenn doesn't begrudge anybody anything. <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you realise when we first started, and we both were like, um... yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I was had to edit the fuck out of it too. Like, uh, and then there was a day when I just stopped, stopped just stopped caring about it. <laughs>
2: and you've got a bit of a, you know, yeah, I do, I do feel of, you with you. Know, know. And. One of my favourite things is I don't begrudge you the fact to X, Y, or Z, or I don't begrudge the fact that you're a fuckwit.
1: And like when you're thinking about and when you're not thinking about what you're saying, when you're thinking about what you're going to say next, mm. and then every every commentator does it, like uh, no, no matter who, like yeah, even you guys, like yeah, like Joe Rogan and like and yeah. like goalie, they, they've got the thing, they've got things that they go to, and it's just the thing that you, you just do subconsciously. While your brain's catching up and, and picking the next that's fine because yeah. everyone does it. You exactly. know what annoys me? When fuckheads pick you up on it and send you <laughs> tweets about it.
2: <laughs> but thank you for listening so intently. Most people gloss over it because they're not actually taking in the words that I say.
1: I honestly didn't realise that the begrudge thing was such a big thing. Maybe last week it was just particularly I, yeah, particularly I, heavy on them. I do say it often. But... And because we, are, we, we were talking about, you know, you were going off on, uh, on rants about players and... <laughs> You know, was entitled and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Okay, uh, where are we? And it's hard for me to...
2: like. Sometimes when my brain kicks into ragey mode...
1: Yeah, it's just autopilot I at that I really point. struggle to articulate
2: yeah. things. There's a lot of profanity and...
1: Yeah. That's it. That's when you switch to, to your, your fill words, you know, become just basically cunt.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Undiluted seven. Okay, Daniel Lang. Oh. The moment Glenn said he had a soft spot for the Panthers, a large part of my soul... Yes, I have one, cunt. Died. Your
2: are And that died long ago. <laughs>
1: Stabbed to death, I believe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bludgeoned to death.
1: Blue underscore beaver.
2: <laughs> and then drowned.
1: Hopefully Nate's in a better mood this week after a manly win. Not sure the new dynamic of Glenn being the nice one was working. <laughs> the, the, the Was that I, really... The implication case? I... tell ta- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got more tweets about that. But the implication that I'm normally the nice so one, I don't get that. Yeah. When did that happen? I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I'm pretty much purposely trying to be an asshole. <laughs> oh, I think you try
2: more on Twitter than on the show. To be an asshole? Yeah. Yeah, probably. You go well out of your way on Twitter. Actually, <laughs> some would say it is actually you.
0: <laughs> and I'd <laughs> agree.
2: Because I know you as well as anyone, but... um. <laughs> But look on the show, I, you know, I I have to deal out the real talk to these fuckhead listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you are. I mean, you you're, they just have this sense of entitlement. It's like the players. Your, th- your thing is, they listen to yeah. the show. They think I'm just going to tweet and be a cockhead,
0: and yeah, no your, one's going to do anything. Yeah,
1: your thing is 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 definitely yeah about abusing listeners. That's definitely your thing because, but then You're you, welcome, guys. you cop you cop most of it on Twitter too, like you know the abuse, and it's like a it's just this big you know back and forth thing, and yeah. I'm just watching it like a tennis match. And
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tall Hayden, a Twill catch up funding idea: every this week in league member puts in one dollar a week. The funds are put on the opposing player to score two or more tries versus Blake H. <laughs> And as you saw we last week... We couldn't possibly
2: accept more ka-ching. money. <laughs> we could not possibly accept more money from you uh, unless it's actually at the meetup and they want to buy drinks.
1: Yeah, but do you realise if everyone did that themselves, they just did it themselves, they didn't chip in, they just did it themselves. Yeah. And yeah. they just kept rolling it. Shut down, sports bet. Grand, f- grand final meetup. <laughs> we'd be rolling up be one Vegas. at a time. It'd be, it'd be in, like, Dubai and we'd all be, like, flying over in fucking G6s and, <laughs> and not even, like... We wouldn't even be, like, you know plane pool like carpooling in them we'd be flying over each in and, our own
2: and Peter Sharp is that much of a fucking ordinary ass coach they did just keep
1: him in first grade the whole year yeah yeah, yeah exactly I, I hope they do because it's I mean,
2: like, why is every other team's left side just so fucking dynamic we can't stop anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Adam, nineteen seventy-five. My other half just to see this. This tweet's all wrong. Like when you start letting your, your wife listen to this don't show, it's it. just... do don't, well, don't, don't
2: do that. What are you trying to prove? She, you know what happened? He went home and yeah. made count of himself. He's as like, like, again, you think and, I'm bad? And, and his wife yet again said, so "You are the most fucking deplorable human. Why am I with you? I've got, look. It's over." And he's like, "Hang on, give me one last chance." If I can prove to you that I'm not the most deplorable human you've ever heard, <laughs> will you stay with me? She said, yes. And we're those guys. I
1: choose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he said, my other half's description after hearing a bit of the show. So basically, it's 2.5 hours of these two talking about sucking dick. Not really sucking dick. Some, it's more licking cake off each other. It's... Uh, yeah. This is, I'm, 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 I'm incredibly uncomfortable it's really about cake. Cake. <laughs> I don't know if I can it's... eat cake again, to be honest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just the look on your face—that's actually probably the first time <laughs> that I've disgust. really got to. Because <laughs> I've really tried hard over the years, mate. I've tried. I've had to go well over the top. Look, it's just conflict to... like and cake, and it's generally met with a bit of a laugh and just gloss over it. I've I've got to today.
1: It's just you know it's the new, way the, I'm proud. The, 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 it's like I love I love cake, and then you've like paired cake up which is with the an idea of something so deplorable <laughs> I, find, I now find this cake disgusting and and so i'm trying to deal with the internal conflict that's like Cake, yeah, delicious yeah, just, licking it off glenn's ass not so much it's it's like in a clockwork orange when they pull open you've seen clockwork orange right yeah no, legit have you seen it no yeah. you haven't There's the part where they sort of where they they, they hold his eyes they had contraptions to keep his eyes open and show him you know, images and everything to sort of you know like brainwash him to to become physically sick at the thought of committing violence because he's like a, he's the the, the the main character's like a a deplorable you know rapist and you know thief and killer you know that sort of thing, right. just a general you know like Ed's resident, <laughs> <laughs> but they 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 they, pair, they basically give him the, you know they they yeah, pair up these images and to make him you know physically sick at the. Yeah, you know, it's like a try and like a cure sort of, you know, thing. So it's like a you know, sci-fi sort of concept thing. And um, yeah, that's what I'm going at the moment with cake. Now I just feel disgusted by cake. And it was something I loved so much. Um, H Fithenny, new new uh, tweeter. I'm a massive Broncos fan and I agree with everything you said about Hodges. Hash grub, hash overrated, hash can't shake his hand because it's on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> sensational Jesus. debut And now I don't want it to be like this week in Annie again, but there's a couple of tweets in a row here uh. from her. Annie O'Brien on Twitter. If uh, you, uh, you gentlemen want to you know uh, try it on, Annie. Oh, mad for it. She loves the cake. Loves it. Gags, the cake. Gagging for the cake. for the cake. What's the cake? What do you What do we mean when we say the cake? <laughs>
2: It's like when we talk about the clock. You know, yeah. Back in yeah.
1: the day. You guys have got
2: filthy minds.
1: Exactly. And she's uh, L O L at Glenn giving a serious recap of Tigers versus Manly. You can hear the gronk bursting to get out of him.
2: Fucking how dare you. I turned I've turned a new leaf this year. Yeah, I've gone bit. professional and shit. Except for the whole cake thing.
1: But then gone. she's uh, hit you with the rod and now she's gonna give you she's gonna give you the carrot. Are we still are loving
2: we going back to our earlier conversation?
1: <laughs> loving. Glenn, rant about rant about player egos and living in a bubble. He's utterly right.
2: Oh, thanks, Annie. Utterly right. What a sweetheart.
1: Mitch Doyle zero Jeez, eight. Some of
2: the time, once in history.
1: <laughs> that tweet I just read just then. Mitch Doyle zero eight. Deep seated problems at the Warriors. Even here, the logo is bad karma for Maori players, mentally and culturally fucked. Because we were what? talking about the Warriors. What's going on with the Warriors? Why? How was,
2: how was that not a factor when the logo
1: was designed? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's like a. But how you know, like can you a, design like a,
2: something that is essentially something that's fairly uh, in sync with the. You know, that sort of
1: image yeah.
2: is in sync with the, the Maori culture. Yeah. And they're just, they've just had some white bloke just draw it up and go, oh, here you go, guys. Sort
1: of. Do. I don't know. If anyone knows. If, really anyone like about, that, if anyone could tell me about. If anyone could tell us about that. That's fucking if ordinary. If anyone can address specifically that that question, be very interested to, to see. Because, I mean, you know, Mitch's. I don't, you know, I don't take a lot of stock in what Mitches say. There's too many of them on Twitter, and quite frankly, oh, I, can't, I can't tell one from another. When, when you think yes. of the signal to noise, on you know, on Twitter, I mean, the signal's coming from you know some people, and then it's just Mitches. It's the noise yeah, part. It's you like
2: know? being John Malkovich yeah. all over again, just played out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mitch, 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 Mitch.
1: Exactly. So, if someone can actually address that thing about the logo and if it's bad coming from Mary players, and and what this Mitch Mitch Doyle 8 on Twitter is talking about, that would be but, uh, very I, appreciated. I,
2: really. The Polynesian guys can't play for a club with that logo. They don't want to sign on the contract. Don't
1: know. Don't know.
2: Any Native Americans playing with the Redskins?
1: Yeah, well, you know, there is a... There there is a massive thing going on at the moment. That's
2: taken a little while to get around to because that club's been around since, what?
1: Yeah, Land of Braves, baseball as well. (laughs) I haven't heard them getting slammed as much as the Redskins uh, football side. But, yeah. Finally, Shunter 86. We we're talking last week about an app, you know, where you get <laughs> where you abuse people. There's already an app where Glenn showers you with abuse. It's called Twitter. <laughs> so there you go. And I'd just
2: like to say
1: you got to prove him 100 percent right here, aren't you? <laughs> no, I've... oh, there's all
2: the baby stuff. That's going to take forever to find. Anyway, I was going to bring up one tweet at one time where I was nice to Shunter,
1: <laughs> just to prove him wrong. And uh, as it turns out, that tweet does not exist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as it turns out, it's too hard to find. You imagined it and or maybe dreaded it. too much of a cockhead to
1: really prove wrong. <laughs> Facebook, uh, just the one, Christopher Nelson Smith said, uh, maybe you Gronks should call one of the Origin Games. Then he's gone. He said, maybe you Groks should call one of the Origin Games. Then he's corrected it. If you call it. someone a Gronk and you spell it wrong. But then, he's, but then he's corrected it, asterisk Gronks. So rather than go back and actually he's realized he's in before he hits the mid. But rather than go back and actually change that word, he's actually put the correction in. You know what I mean? Are you talking to us? Or are you talking to yourself? Pretty special. I mean, I like the idea. the The problem that we have to do with the, uh, you know, with the with the origin stuff, or with any any live call of a game is, uh, light moves faster than sound, and you notice a difference if you have the radio on when you're watching a game. the The commentary falls out of sync. Using the internet for the similar a similar thing, you would imagine it would fall further out of sync than than radio would. So you probably couldn't go with the play by play thing. You'd have to. It'd be more just a free form discussion about what's going on and whatever popped into your mind, like a lot like a live version of this show that was kind of simulcast with what's going on on a football field at the same time.
2: Yeah, it's I mean? a tough one. Yeah, it's it's something we've got to res- research and. Uh put a bit of time and effort into and putting time and effort into things over and above what we already do is a little bit difficult
1: yep yep yeah exactly exactly me uh, because
2: I'm busy Nate because he's lazy
1: yeah pretty much now membership um shirts are on their way everything on its way hopefully these packs will be organised before too long Uh the fo- the sizes for the shirts were all finalised and everything they're, they're set now when I did expand the the additional sizes, I think we've got around around 30 extra memberships coming, so uh, there's still plenty to go around. Most of them sit in. I think it goes. It actually turned out to be like L, XL, 2XL. There's uh, there's there's plenty of mediums there's one of there's at least one of every size going up from XS to uh, 5XL or 4XL I think so there's definitely opportunity for everybody but if you if certainly if you fall within the M to 2XL range uh, you're well and truly covered but there's there's enough to go around for the other sizes as well but if you are one of those fringe sizes like extra small, small or you know up to 5XL 4XL you it's going to be first in best dress for those because there's only a couple of each I think um, I think you should probably just order your fucking membership Yeah, is the point of this yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Show us how
2: much you love us. I mean, we're gonna have some. No, it's like, easy. Words are nice, but money's better.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna have, and we 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 have got the extra ones, and you know, we that that which allow us to you know do things like you know provide them you know as like a, a prize you know for for a competition or something like that that we do, but ultimately, don't want to have any of them going forward. True, you know, we want to get rid of all of them this year. Okay, the first one touched on it at the top of the show, but uh, Tigers having games at Campbelltown in decline. Pretty fucking mindful crowd. The future of Campbelltown Sports Stadium as a home venue will be high on the agenda when the newly structured West Tigers board comes together for the first time next month. Club officials are frustrated by the lack of support from the Campbelltown contingency of Tigers fans compared with that of Leichhardt Oval after only 6,456 turned out for Saturday night's win against the Cowboys. The Tigers will play four games at each of their three home grounds this year, which is obviously Leichhardt, Campbelltown and ANZ, but it is understood the new board has likely discussed the possibility of moving the Round 21 game at Campbelltown to another venue. The match against Melbourne hasn't been locked into a date and time given the broadcasters have left the scheduling for the final six rounds until later in the year. Stripping Campbelltown of one of their home games would not sit well with the Western Suburbs Alliance supporters of the Tigers, the aforementioned. However, the cash-stricken club can ill afford a repeat of Saturday night's crowd given the two other home games at End Stadium and Leichhardt Oval attracted crowds of 19,860 and 16,311 respectively this year. And also at Leichhardt 16,000 was deplorable weather. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't fantastic weather this weekend either. but no, True. Better, it was better than that? And, I mean, at Campbelltown, we were playing, you know, one of the good teams in the comp. Why can't we only play Manly?
2: People still come well, out and watch our It just
1: goes to them. show the pulling power of, you know, a dynasty side like Manly brings to the table. You can't be a dynasty side they as well. We're they, a dynasty side. You can't they, have two dynasty probably,
2: sides. Yeah,
1: but you're – I mean, I just can't even you're understand. like Joan
2: Collins' dynasty. We're like actual dynasty. She was in dynasty, wasn't she? Oh, fuck. Did I cock that up? How am I supposed to know? I don't know. I, what, you watch every TV show and every movie known to man. I
1: don't. You, this is
2: what you do. I don't. We're like opposites.
1: I watch like two opposites TV shows. Opposites attract, or,
2: and then we get sexual in this cake, and that's how this thing works, Nathan. Oh,
1: I, I watch. I watch like a couple of TV shows. The problem is, I, you know, I, I was bringing conversation around of the ones I do watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but gotcha. but I, and movies? I tell you, I don't see. I don't see movies. I don't watch movies anymore. I've got no time. I watch the Lego Movie, but that's it. And I've and I have watched I can't that. Wait to see the Lego And I have watched movie. it three times. I might have been Tate Jackson. Yeah, we it's think. an ex, an excellent movie if you've got a child. In fact, if you don't, it doesn't matter. It's still got some stuff for the nostalgia for if you've had Lego if you had Lego as a child. But um, and I'm not going to spoil any things in there. But like, there's just like a Space Lego. Yeah. If you had Space Lego as a kid, there are bits in the movie you're just going to fucking love. But uh, that was the, that was the part that actually sold me the anyway, stuff. that did about space. Anyway,
2: stick stick to rugby league. You know, if we get off track, we get fucking hammered. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, yeah. Yeah. Wolf, wolf, this week in Lego movie now.
1: Oh, wait. Shut wait. Up and keep listening. Wait till the reviews this week. You haven't read them yet. Wait till these reviews. This. They're not Andos 20s, but they're fucking, you know, they're up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we? Blah, blah, blah. Players. Apparently, players are expressing disappointment over Campbelltown's disinterest. Uh, the West Tigers chairman and Western Suburbs Magpies deputy chairman, Mike Bailey, said the future of Campbelltown was with the new board. I'd have to say that any game beyond our next game at Campbelltown will be in the hands of the new board. Bailey said, "It's not up to me to make a projection as to which way a new board may go." Um, so yeah, they are all the the sound the, the the noises they're making aren't great. And whether that's a um, probably a bit of post a shot with, across yeah. the starboard bow. Um, yeah, like yeah. rock up or fucking, yeah. Or piss off,
2: is <laughs> <It's> basically <laughs> what they're saying. You know, what, what happens to Campbelltown Sports Stadium if Tigers don't play there? Yep. What do they, you know, do they make their living off Campbelltown High School sports
1: carnivals? am not sure. That's... What else goes on down there?
2: Well, I know, I used, you know, every kid used to buy a pie and a soft drink. I don't know if that's going to keep them afloat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Camlton Council charged them twenty five grand to hire the ground for the night.
1: Okay, that's a lot of
2: fucking shit food. And then who gets that? Do the Tigers get that?
1: Yeah, but even if they didn't have full price ticket, people if everyone everyone walked through that gate, paid the ten dollars, they're still you know four grand in front Mm. at that point. Well, yeah, they've actually sold more than that, like tons in front. So yeah, I. You only need two and a half thousand people to get to make that money back. And the then Sydney, the when you there.
2: go to Campbelltown, there's a lot of people just trotting around the street in Tigers gear. Yep. You know, you get a general feel in the community that the Tigers are the team. Yep. In that general area. Um, it's probably more so from kids. Maybe they got disenfranchised or disenchanted former magpie parents that just like, well, fuck it.
1: Back in my Not day, okay. we had a team called the Magpies. They oh, were fucking amazing. They didn't do any of this shit. They didn't open up fucking schnitzel places Stan and shut Presby. them down. And you I mean you look at this Milford kid. Trevor Cogger don't make no schnitzels.
2: That's <laughs> damn straight he does not
0: <laughs> I was trying
2: to think of something awesome that Trevor Cogger could make and I just <laughs> Why does it always come back to snitzels? You want to talk about <laughs> the effect of my sexualizing cake has done for you? I can't eat snitzels. But I Good I ones, bad ones, in different ones from like establishments that have long since demised, can't eat them either. You've done it to me.
1: Yeah, well, I haven't done, I, I didn't do anything. This, Robbie Farah is one of the disrespected <laughs> <the> snitzels. <laughs> to his own financial de- detriment. I think the point is. If you're a West Tigers fan,
2: regardless of whether you uh, have uh, always been a Tigers fan in the 15 years, or whether you come from the Western suburbs side of the fence, or the Balmain side of the fence, I think we need to check our bullshit at the door, get behind the club. We're in the midst of a, of a, a season of where we realise our, our destiny, um, and you don't want to be one of those cocksuckers that jumps on towards the end of the year when Brand we're running Jersey. first, Brand we're leading Jersey. by you know, five wins. Uh, we're that's steamrolling our way towards the premiership. You don't want to be those guys. You want to be the people that's jumping on now. You know, even in the now, middle even, of winter even, out of Campbelltown or Leichhardt or with fucking cavernous and ANZ, being there in the middle of fucking winter when it's pissing rain with your poncho on, cheering the boys home. That's you know, where you want what? to be.
1: Even people that just get on with now, fuck them too, because, I mean, where were they last year and the year before that and the year before that? and every year you know after 2005
2: you can say what the fuck you want about me but I have suffered as a magpie and as Tiger you've you've
1: almost you've almost earned another premiership reward for yourself almost (laughs) just me yeah just you you almost have Um, just a quote from Bailey to finish it off we've been out here out there for 15 years now and we're still waiting for someone to come along and say you guys need to be here and we're prepared to help Whether it's local businesses or politicians, that needs to be examined. I respect people in the area saying, yes, you may be our club, but you're not actually out here. If we're ever going to get out there, which doesn't look like happening in the foreseeable future, it needs to be embraced by more people embracing it at the moment. Word. Well said. Next, George Rose. He's committed himself to Melbourne for the rest of the season, but says he continues to struggle with homesickness. Last week it was revealed that Rose had requested a release just months into his one-year deal with the Storm, the proper struggle with living so far away from his Sydney base and wanted to return home immediately. A season-ending knee injury to utility Slate Griffin and Jordan McLean's seven-game suspension didn't help his ambition to leave the club early. He's remained committed to the club despite the Storm knocking back his request. I'm with the Storm for the rest of the year, and that's what I'm focused on. The hard thing for me is living away from home. Obviously, I miss my family at times. I'm very close to my family. It's a long way from home, but it's a great place. There are some really good people at the club and great staff who've looked after me since I've been down there. The club has made special considerations for Rose and allowed him to spend an extra day in Sydney whenever he plays in New South Wales. Being an isolated club, they have these problems from time to time with people, so they know how to work with them in this situation. They know I like spending time with my family. When an opportunity arises, they make sure I take that opportunity. That just shows the type of people that they are. They want to make sure the players are happy, and that's what they've tried to do with me. I couldn't ask for more supportive staff to be around. He returned to Brookvale on Sunday, spent the night with his family after the game. He's now played in three different jerseys in his past three appearances at his old home ground. After playing for the Storm against Manly in round one, he played for the Melbourne's feeder club, Cronulla, in the New South Wales Cup on Sunday. Um, So, yeah. I couldn't see this panning out well
2: from the start. Look, I just want to say...
1: And you can make all the jokes you want about him, but I'm
2: just not sure, I think. The games passing George Rog by. I,
1: yeah, I don't want to make any jokes about him, but I just want to say, in what fucking world, when you're earning an abnormally large amount of money for doing, you know, an abnormally small amount of work, really, you know, when you think about it, he'd be making what? Let's speculate: two hundred fifty grand, two hundred grand ish, something like. That, Let's say two hundred thousand dollars, right? In what world is two hundred grand? insufficient, and seeing your family every other weekend, essentially, because it had to be like a Sydney-based game every other weekend on average, living an hour's plane flight away, when is that fucking something to get homesick about? I remember when I turned, I was a week after I turned 20, I got on a fucking plane with $130 in my pocket and fucking moved to Japan, didn't have enough money to fucking phone home for the first month until I found a job and got paid.
2: And luckily, the strip club had a phone that you could use exactly. And some people in between, had shoved some change in between into fluffing your undies. <laughs> some people had shoved some change into your undies. Yeah, so <clears throat> despite the fact you kept refusing to do the cake and let thing, me t-
1: and let me tell you, you do you, you do get homesick. But I, mean, I was in a position where I didn't have fucking money to make a phone, could buy a ten dollar phone card for the first month. And so this, you know, these it goes back to what you were saying last week or the week before about these. These protected, sheltered fucking people with no grasp on the the reality of the world, the realities of the the harsh world for people, for real people. We don't um, live in the rarefied air of professional sports. I was
2: 16 and I moved out of home. Yeah. Chasing a bit of an opportunity. Moved to Queensland.
1: Homesick Um, as fuck, no doubt, when you started off. I was
2: fucking 16. Yeah. And living with my sister, she was working full time. I had to fucking pretty much fend for myself. Yeah. Got a job, tried to, you know, make the most of it. Didn't quite work out, got offered another opportunity and that's set me on my path. But fucking hell, look, this is the real world. This is how life works. You know, you don't get to just have people coming to you telling you how fucking great you are and telling you how much money they want to pay you to do what you do um, with zero, you know, effort other than Running out into a football field, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to... You know what?
1: In life, got to make sacrifices sometimes. Try That's right. And... That's how the fucking world works. Well, Benji uh, Marshall had to go all the way over to New Zealand to play his trade in a different sport. Don't hear him fucking homesick. He may have... To, he's he's, he's going to move to another he's, country he's again. He's failed at plying his trade in that sport, and he may move even further afi- afield. Probably playing another sport again. Exactly. You don't hear him complaining about he homesickness. He hasn't complained once. Exactly Haven't to peep Out of him Quite frankly So I just oh, I just wonder What goes through
2: I just worry priests. About these blokes Some of these blokes When they finished footy
1: Yeah
2: And god forbid Their footy careers Take a fucking Downward spiral Yeah Because There's not that many People telling them How great they are And there's a fuckload Of people telling them How shit they are and then all of a sudden, their football career, their income dries up, and they're going to have to. Then they get money life. sick. Sorry. <laughs> then
1: they get money sick. <laughs> they get and money guess, sick, and, guess and what?
2: they don't have a home, <laughs> yeah, which makes them sick.
1: <laughs> exactly, they go from homesick to homeless, and uh, just.
2: Or because fucking... you couldn't grasp reality from the moment you were fucking fifteen, and people were blowing smoke up your ass, and you weren't smart enough to see it for what it was, and. You didn't have the right sort of people around you, parents, role models and otherwise that could have set you on the right fucking path and said, you know what, all those people telling you how great you are, you're not that fucking great. You've done shit. And when you get paid money, sometimes you got to make sacrifices and put some of that money aside because you're not paying that – you're not that great at school. You might be good on a football pitch, mm-hmm. not that fucking great. Put a bit of money aside. Don't be a gronk. The, the message uh, here is don't be a gronk.
1: Exactly. And just fucking think – before you engage your fucking your mouth about shit like bullshit like homesickness, oh, I, could, I could fucking rant on this subject for an hour for a full fucking episode of the show.
2: What, what a surprise, you know, these people that go, you know what? I'm going to be a professional football player. Cool. I'm going to play in a national competition. I'm from Inala. I'm hoping to play professional football for Inala so I don't get homesick. How the fuck is that going to work for you? You fucking idiot. You're going to have to play for one of 16 teams. You may or may not fit the hash local, sorry, the asterisk local team. Most
1: local side, you know, geographically to where you You, were raised. At that
2: point in time, when you're ready to sign a contract and, and be part of their squad, you may not fit their plans. You might fit the plans of a team that is an asshole of a place to live in, especially in winter. And they may offer you a contract Mm -hmm. for considerable amounts of money. You know what? Make the fucking sacrifice, sign the contract, move down there. And then when all of a sudden you do actually put in the time and and effort to become a a great player at a young age, Mm -hmm. fucking recognize what you've done and have a bit of respect for the people that have gone out on a limb and signed you to a a reasonable contract and, and honor your contract. Exactly. This is adult stuff. Exactly. Don't be a fucking kid.
1: Exactly. I'm Glenn Blakely. I <laughs> like hearing from George Rose to, you know, to, to, to Milford there I was just much. using that as an example, but... <laughs> and, uh, I wonder if George Rose has got his Xbox and his Halo with him. <laughs> just, Probably not, because he's home sick. I just thought Halo.
2: Inala was a good place <laughs> to go. As
1: yeah. far as... <laughs> okay, Uh, Frankie Pritchard. It's facing a lengthy spell on the sidelines after suffering a pectoral injury. He's torn his peck over in the weekend in the game against the Warriors, and he's likely to be out for three or four months. Uh, he made his comeback from an ankle injury in that clash, and um, after sitting out the win against the Roosters the week before, uh, co-captain of the club, and unfortunately for him, out for a significant amount of time. And I did see him on Twitter say that, uh, you know, if he'll, he'll be back in three or four months, hopefully back in, you know for a tilt at the finals. But if not, you know, he'll be uh, you know in the you know in a dog shit or whatever they call it. You know their fan group, kennel. Yeah. Whatever. The RSGA, yeah.
2: Something like that. Good on him. He's a good club and Frank Pichard. I like him, and I especially like the fact that he won't be playing against the Tigers because he kills us every single time. Um. <laughs> yeah. Peck injuries.
1: It's, it's terrible. It's if, a terrible injury. This happening too much. They're to, ACL. They need to stamp. Like they, they need to stamp pecs out of the game. Quite frankly. Really? There's just too much damage to Pecks going on. I mean. Stop bench pressing. <laughs> Too much work
2: on the t shirt muscles, boys.
1: <laughs> uh, Hiku. The Warriors have tabled a $1 million offer for Petter Hiku to get under the guard of Manly in Canterbury. He's off Into contract. That, the I'd interview. like
2: to say, fucking what?
1: Yeah, it's not a million a year. So, I mean, I was first like, I was a million dollars, you're fucking kidding, what? I mean, he's good, I love him, but what? Anyway, he's done a good job filling in for Manly in recent years for Brett Stewart when he's been injured. And uh, now he's actually a starter. You've seen Wolfman's getting dropped and Hickey takes his place out in the wing. And uh, he did play in the wing on uh, Sunday against Cronulla. Mainly keen to retain him, obviously as I've said, I think he's the future, you know, for post Brett Stewart side, and um, he's worth about they've paid him offering him a deal, sorry, uh, worth about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars over three years, which is a, a massive bump up for him because he's on the NRL minimum wage at the moment. However, the Warriors have come in over the top with much higher offer, same amount of time, same, but yeah, same amount of time, but a million dollar offer, and um, if he can break into the New Zealand national team. He'll achieve that figure, basically. You know, obviously, there's an incentive built in there. And uh, he's a strong chance of being part of um, Steve Carney's Kiwi squad for the Anzac Test against Australia at Allianz Stadium on the 2nd of May. The Warriors, they've got 1,000 fullbacks, though. Well, not 1,000. Yeah, you know, They've got two good ones. They've got Locke and they've got Tompkins. And
2: and Fisciahi is actually a fullback, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you would think that... Oh, obviously, Tompkins, for the money they paid to get him there has to be. Yeah, oh, he's not be. setting the world on fire by any stretch, but he's going to be the guy. Yep. Um,
1: Hiku probably fancies himself as a fullback, doesn't he? Well, they 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 fancy him as a centre. Jesus fucking Christ, that's yeah, genius! Genius, but, genius must be getting the job. Uh, there. He must. He, he must be. He must be. Now he's originally from New Zealand, and he and he played center for the Warriors slash prop. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, genius, <laughs> genius, genius. And uh, he got the the Player of the Year on his, uh in the in the the Toyota Cup. Back in the day, Manly bought him, um, and now the Warriors are going to try and buy him back at a much, much increased cost. Um, he's he's got family over there. He's young. Uh, he's got a daughter over there in in uh, New Zealand, which may be a powerful, you know, incentive to get back over there if the money in itself is not enough. Um, Canterbury remaining con- in contention, and uh, they met him. The manager, sorry, over in Auckland when they went to play the Warriors on Sunday, and uh, the Bulldogs obviously need to replace Ben Barber. I think Perrott's been going okay, but they uh, they want Hiku and or Tedesco to fill the fullback role going forward. I think it's looking more and
2: more likely like the Tigers are going
0: to
2: retain Tedesco. Is the way it certainly looks to me from the outside looking in. Um, I
1: don't know Fisiahi at the Bulldogs. I He'd be Kevin a cheap Lock. get too, probably. Kevin Locke's the guy. Well, there's a lot of talk about Kevin Locke being the guy. Well, he's playing reserve grade. He's yeah. too good for reserve grade. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Way too good for reserve grade. And um,
2: I just... Is, is Hiku played centre?
1: I believe he filled in at centre, maybe for Matai, a game or two last year, towards the back end of the but year, I think.
2: You, you would think that he must have had some junior football, or some rep, I'm rep pretty stuff sure. there yeah, in the centres.
1: I'm, no, I'm pretty sure he was full-back for the Toyota Cup side back in the day too. When, when he played for the Warriors.
2: So, with very little experience at centre, one they of the most critical possession, positions <laughs> defensively, yeah. not to mention attack.
1: Yeah, that's what they want him.
2: Especially for a side like the Warriors.
1: And they want him and they want him for overs. So, that's a bit crazy.
2: Fucking Tim Sheens, welcome to New
1: Zealand. Yep, yep, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Already pulling the strings. Exactly. Like now, a one-armed puppeteer. Now, the next one, Sirens in Crisis... The NRL today said they had conducted a full review of the finish of Monday night's game between the Storm and the Dragons and found that the siren... Well, their, their quote is that they found that the siren and play the ball occurred almost simultaneously. They did freeze-framing and all this sort of thing to determine when it, when it was, and apparently the siren sounded to end the game less than a second before Melbourne played the ball. So, technically, it was a mistake by the referee because the game should have been stopped then because the ball needs to be played before the siren. However... Because it was close to simultaneous. I mean, like, I think a second, if you're on the ball, is a fair amount of time. Mm. You know, like, you know, especially when you know it's, like, critical and they're trying to get to play the ball out before, you know, before that, the, the siren. Um... Gee, they could have held him down for another ten seconds and probably not get penalised though (laughs) for five seconds, and that would have been all she wrote. But anyway, um, they said uh, technically the siren sounded a split second before the Melbourne player healed the ball, so in that case the referee's call was wrong and the final play should not have proceeded. We were only able to work this out by going through the final moments of the game frame by frame, so you can appreciate how difficult it would be for a referee to make a call with that degree of accuracy out in the middle. Um, The rules stipulate the ball is in play when it's played backwards. If a player has not played it backwards, full time should be called. Uh, Todd Greenberg said it was one of the closest calls he had and the NRL is looking at several measures to try and improve timing issues in games. This includes linking the official time clock to that used by the TV stations covering the game so fans have an accurate countdown to the final siren. He said the video referee and timekeeper may also give the on-field referees a verbal countdown through their earpieces through the final seconds of the game. This might help in some cases, but I don't think you can ever guarantee that the correct call will be made when the siren goes at virtually the same time as to play the ball.
2: It's a tough one.
1: Lot 1-1. The first thing that that that, uh, that people watching on TV need to realise is that that one put up there by Fox is not the official game clock. So if you see a discrepancy sure. there, if it hits eighty and they haven't played it, don't go nuts there because that's that they're 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 separate. It's not it's not like there was that much time over. That, so that's that's one thing. Once you get that out of the way, this was technically a play that shouldn't have happened, and so yeah, technically the Dragons should have um, held on to win that game. Uh, we'll talk about the game itself as far as you know the fact that they should have fucking shut them out earlier anyway and not let them come back to the point where they could do that. But I I I actually think
2: not to mention I had a bet on Melbourne for hundred bucks yeah. just to jag an easy thirty five.
1: Yeah, it wasn't easy thirty five, you still got it. The thing is it's funny, on Saturday night I was uh, I was working at an MMA show as a timekeeper. And I know when you know as a timekeeper there's certain things that you need to look at. Obviously you know you need to start the round, you know, when the referee, you know, claps his hands and you say, Are you ready, are you ready? Time on. You need to keep an eye on it uh, as it ticks down to the 10 second warning before the end of the round so you can get the sticks, you know, clack, clack, clack. Yeah. And then you need to get the, the horn ready to go right on. Yeah. And, and there are times in a fight when someone is pounding someone or they've got a submission on and the other person's holding on, holding on, holding on. And so you're watching your time, watching your time, watching your time, watching your time. Bang. You get it directly on. So I think if they did have the video referee or someone counting down, five, four, yep. the, the referee knows it's coming. So the whistle's ready. Five, four, Three, two, one. Blow it out. But then do you call it on the one? Do you call it on a zero? I remember when I was yeah. doing my wedding
2: photos and the photographer's like, on three, I want you to jump. And like my mate was change. like going to, great, well, hang on, do I jump on the three? Or is it one, two, three, jump? Is it one, two, jump? I'm confused.
1: You, you, you realise you, you basically, that's just like a scene from Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> oh, really? With Danny Glover's on the toilet and there's bombs on the toilet and he's like, you know, we're going to pull you off, you know, pull you off the toilet and he's with, um, you know, I've never seen him, that movie. Haven't you? And, nah. he's like, and so he's like, yeah, okay, we're going to go on three. He goes, well, He goes, what? Well, you know, on three or one, two, three? He right. literally, Almost verbatim how you just said that then. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I should really watch more movies. You should, you should. But um, so I think that the actual yeah you know based on that if someone is going like you know counting down and the referee can go put the whistle in and have the whistle ready to go, the the point I was making is like yeah uh, you got the whistle ready to go when it happens. I mean I know when um in between rounds when I'm timekeeping you've got a minute between rounds and obviously you you can't. The, the seconds are in there, you know, with, you know, towel them down and, you know, doing whatever they do, giving them a drink, or, you know, whatever they need to do, giving them ice. So you need to, I've got a whistle. And so I blow that about 15 seconds to go, which gives them time. That 15 seconds is time that they can start getting out of the cage. So by the time it clicks down to zero, the referee's got them ready to go and they can start it again. That never happens. Like, you give them 15 10 seconds. 10
2: seconds to go. Oh, they always, the, the always touch. Stop judge, it. Yeah. You know, the two touch judges click their flags together.
1: Well, I mean, if they're just going to count it down, if the guy's in the earpiece that says, you know, they're going to do sure. it, then, you know, I, I think, you yeah, know, as you get to three, the whistle's up to you. Because the reaction time, if they go three, two, one, zero, the whistle, it wouldn't affect this because it's still that reaction time is still too slow and the ball's in play. However, if it's like three, two, and you're ready and you're going to blow it the second you hear it, you know, they say it's much more likely to, you know, and maybe, you know, it still would have been close for this one because it was so close. But um,
2: Yeah, look... It's a tough one. I think it's one of those calls that's going to go either way. And when you split it down frame by frame, nanosecond by nanosecond, you'll come up with a decision to say they got it wrong in the heat of the moment. Yeah, you know, it, we're talking about less than a second.
1: Yeah, I mean, dragon yeah. uh, and, and dragons fans were fucking insufferable around you know two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Insufferable. Mm. However, I do feel I do feel bad for them because uh, this is such a weird situation where technically. When you're looking at a clock that's, you know, got fractions of seconds, they're they're in the right. They were robbed. However, practically, in the real world...
2: They're dragons, fiends, and no one cares.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take that. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Recaps on a much more entertaining week of football <laughs> this week. First we kicked off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs eighteen defeated the Penrith Panthers two out there at Penrith and we had a crowd of eleven thousand six hundred and seventy four. So what do you know? The old uh Penrith Panthers they they cracked the the mythical ten thousand figure. Uh the points, the Rabbitohs eighteen came from tries to uh how do you say that old mate's name? OAVA Appy. Nathan Merritt, Kyle Turner. Two from three conversions for Reynolds and a penalty goal. The Panthers, Jamie Soward. penalty goal. The what end. A fucking surprise. The start, the finish.
2: Interesting records being brought up for South in the last few weeks. Um, obviously Sutton playing the most games for South, <laughs> Which
1: is hilarious. It shows what a fucking transit lounge they've been.
2: And um, certainly in, in the modern era, but yeah. fucking...
1: You'd think that some yeah. of you the know.
2: I'm, I mean, so you want to be at the time where they weren't in the comp? Glorious. stuff. But it's 100, 100 fucking years old.
1: You think someone could have cracked, you know...
2: Man, good, it's not good like three. he's
1: played 400 games. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> And I can't remember off the top of my head what the figure was, but I mean, there's something like eight current Manly players that have played more than 200 <laughs> games for the club. You know, and, like, and when you put it into context like that, you're just like, fucking South, um, what are you doing? Go home South, you're drunk.
2: And, I mean, Merritt's a pr- prolific try-scorer. Um, so, so, you know, I don't begrudge him his dry screen record by any stretch. Ding. There. I said it. Fuck you, mate. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs>
2: but I guess th- this one probably gets things back on track a little bit for CS. Um I'm not sure. Penrith. Um, with that great, they had a lot of possession, a lot of field position, and, and really couldn't convert it into points, um, which is a credit to Sears' defence, um, which have obviously... You know, righted the ship there a little bit, but um, we soured. And the way he's been playing, I would have thought that he might have found a way um, to to pick some holes in in South's defensive line, but he couldn't get it done. Uh, over and above that, I think wet conditions um, is a time where you really have to knuckle down in defence, and Souths were more prepared to do that than Penrith, and and that's what got him the win.
1: Yep. um you know the weather wasn't fantastic let's be real what's going on in sydney at the moment i guess we're getting a cop in a little bit up here as well but shit weather for rugby league however penrith uh um, did they cost me did they cost me a tip i can't remember i'm trying to think i will talk about the tipping later but i i tried my theory of tipping opposites but even then i didn't fucking commit to it fully and was still like oh no i know better you know this team's going to fucking beat this team no matter what you know no nah, i should have done what i was going to do um anywho uh, we hit the Twitter and Michael Darren 79 said, should we subtract the three tries Nathan Merritt led in for New South Wales from his total tally? Oh, that's just trolling now. I think so. That's just trolling as well. I remember seeing, I believe it was Curtis at Lanier, said said tweet along the lines of like, you know, like the Chris Rock bit. And it was like, oh, you scored 145 tries you It's your fucking job. You're supposed to. <laughs> and also, you're a winger, man. Uh, it's It's not hard. Slerius. I thought I'd give him a tweet. Since he takes so much shit. Congrats to LOL at South, beating Penrith at Centrelink Stadium and taking the Bogan Bear Cup back to the fern. Hash, winnie blues for all. <laughs> it's almost like I could have written that tweet. shunter 86. Rain and refs made this a voo zella but the better team definitely won. Gracious, gracious ninja, gracious. Tall Hayden. Merritt can score as many tries as he likes. The reality is he'll be forever judged on his shithouse origin performance. <laughs> the Ben Zed.
2: Especially if he doesn't win a Premiership.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. The Ben Z. You may hate Merritt, but he scored 145 more tries, NRL tries, than you cunts. Hash. Not actually you. Hash. People like Chapo. Hash. Is Chapo. Pe- is Chapo people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is this the this sort of time where someone you know that's a complete fuckhead like that bloke types a tweet because he's like he's probably half charged on some cheap bourbon. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to attack those this week in league, blokes. And he tweets (laughs) he types it out. And as he's typing it, his courage spills out of him. He's like, oh.
1: This is a a terrible idea.
2: Should I really do this? And then, you know, he has another sip of his cheap bourbon. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then. Just as he's about to hit, send. Oh, I better put a couple of little disclaimers in there because I'm a weak cunt. Yeah, but let me just send.
1: Run, Let me wrap it in bubble wrap to yeah. you know, minimize.
2: <laughs> Undiluted. I mean, if you're going to attack us, attack us. Don't do it half-assed.
1: Yeah. Undiluted seven. Execution like ours tonight would have stalled the French Revolution before a single-headed roll. Hash, fuck me. No, thank you. Former underscore legend. Three Burgess hit-ups in three plays. Pretty sure that gets you the free spins at Panthers. Hash pokey joke. Man, we got it. We're not referential retards. Both of us aren't, I mean.
2: Also you're a d- Friday night. Third generation degenerate gambling.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know the fucking gambling <laughs> stories you told me tonight. Jesus. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Betting on fucking orangutans in fucking Hong Kong. <laughs> crawling up a fucking tree. <laughs> Jesus. Back the <laughs> You drove. You'd went through the Macca's drive through on the way out. You saw a group of degenerate children in the fucking adventure playground throwing their pickles on the slide, and you're fucking betting on which pickle <laughs> would come down first. Far out.
2: It was a harness racing. It was a harness race in America. Okay. Oh,
1: it's, it's, it's,
2: at one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Go
1: five twelve to feed the Brisbane Broncos eight. Down there at uh Cbus Super Stadium, or so they'll have you believe. A crowd of twenty thousand five hundred and twenty-four people. Is that
2: real? Well no, I'm his Titan, so that's probably 30,
1: 14. Yeah. It looked fuller though, it did look fuller than
2: There was a there was a lot of Broncos fans there. Yeah.
1: It was all bright. The, the funny thing I noticed about the when they sort of showed around the ground a little bit, it was that main what was it, Eastern Stand? The, is that that's that, that's the long stand that's not the member side, right? The eastern side? Yes. That side was kind of um, you know okay it was like it was, it was fairly fairly cool the, the away team supporters base not so much sort of behind the post which I think is Titans territory anyway directly behind the post down that end and then you know sort of like a a hill sort of around them you know like sort of shape but it wasn't packed out there like some away teams do but there was a lot of more I think the Broncos fans bought a lot more of the general seats down the side so that you know rather they care more about their seating position rather than, than so much about supporting their team which is you know good <laughs> point Gold Coast Titans, 12 points. Tries came to David Mead and Aidan Caesar. Caesar, two from two conversions. And uh, Greg Bird, he had a crack at a penalty goal. he missed it. The Broncos. Tries, Ben Hunt. Or well, a try to
2: Ben Hunt. Corey Parker with a goal. Corey Parker with a penalty goal. The end. The end. I made the comment last week that Ben Barber was getting better every week and, and making strides <laughs> to... Uh... He
1: made a, a fool out of you, <laughs> as he did with his family, you know, when he was down the dogs.
2: It's, it's a couple of couple of bad errors that he hasn't uh, hasn't really had so far this season. Um, I think he's the type of player who's probably not going to knock his confidence around too much. But it pretty much spilt any real chance of the Broncos winning this game. At the end of the day, the Titans won off the back of a horrible mistake, and and that's a hard one to wash off. Um, made the comment about the crowd, twenty thousand. I'd like to know the, the, the mix of, of Broncos in there because was, there was certainly a lot of raucous support for the Broncos coming across through the TV anyway. Um, another late loss in a close game for the Broncos. Uh, not so much a defensive lapse or, or switching off as a team. It was just more an individual error and, and the Titans were able to capitalise. But... That
1: was to, lose, that was to lose, lose the game. But, I mean, fuck me, especially in the first half. The Broncos were making... They were, getting, uh, they were attacking the line after at the end of every set. Mm. They were just running rampant. And you're thinking, how much? You know, they couldn't get over the line being in this kind of, the def- amount of defense that the Titans are doing and they weren't winning the territory battle, you know, when they bring it out, they weren't making the big sets. The Broncos, on the other hand, it doesn't matter where they start their set from. They always seem to be getting down to at least have a crack at the yeah. you know, last tackle. And, um, it, was, it, was, it was just crazy that, you know, that they could only go in with a 6-0 lead at half time.
2: Yeah, I, am. Um I think that's probably the, the, the most telling statistic of all the Broncos' uh, statistics this season so far is they just can't close games out. Yep. You know, they can't, can't cap- it capitalise. Teams. Yeah, they can't capitalise on opportunities um, and and park the bus, fucking shut teams down, however the fuck you want to put it. They can't do it. Yep. Um, Power have done it. The Roosters have done it. Titans have done it. Um you know, they yet to play the Tigers. God knows what they do in the last twenty. Yeah. Can you imagine the amount of tweets I'm going to get over that comment? Yeah. Fuck, Jesus. Yeah. It the next six
0: weeks.
2: yeah. Dicey. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, the Titans are still leading the comp, and uh, <laughs> we're six weeks in now, and um, this is not something I could have possibly predicted, okay. but. And have they still got a negative points differential? The the Tigers put such a beating on them that so, yeah. even all the other wins that yeah. they've had, it's the only t- it's the only game they've lost and we, we bled them out that badly that
1: they, j- they j-
2: like a, four, a, four, a four point lead in this game, a four point winning game. And, you know, they beat the Raiders by about you know by about 10. Yeah, yeah, Close games. Yeah. They beat the Storm by like a- it's unfortunate for them that um that they do have to play the Tigers again. <laughs> uh which, which which will probably
1: be, you know, for the uh Top of the table.
2: It'll be a top of the table. Clash.
1: Freak 09. Fans at Seabus Stadium got to see two games tonight. The game we watched and the game Hadley commentated. <laughs> I think it, it, it's, it's... Yeah, I don't think the game was as a high level as... Do
2: you think he's improving as a commentator, Hadley?
1: I think a he is. A TV commentator? I think, I think he, he, he is. He used to really, really... Like you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling anyone people anything people don't know at this. Time, yeah, but I think that he used to really irritate the fucking shit out of me when he first started, and that might have been a bit because you know Voss, he was, you know, Vossi was pretty good. I think he did a good job, and it was you know jarring. That, you know, you get this new voice in there and sure. it just didn't seem to you know translate from radio where he has to be more descriptive and and not just let the fucking vision you know tell the story. But I think he's getting. I don't know if I'm just getting desensitised to, to you know yeah. hatred is getting minimised or there's still a lot of he's people. He's actually improving. Oh, there are people that will never ever because he's a cut of a human. <laughs> that's 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 not even up for debate. I mean, you know, the stories of the fucking workplace bullying and everything that he carries on with is right. he's, he's just he's a, he's just an awful human being. I've, and I've so there convinced. are people that will forever hold you know. Yeah, we don't get it. We don't get the stories. We don't get it much up here because the court cases, you know, they happen in New South Wales and stuff, so they don't get as much coverage here. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's 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 a terrible human. And I think people, a lot, you know, that that colours things as well, you know, a lot of people carry that with them, um, you know, with their opinions on him.
2: I, um, just when you say descriptive commentary, like from coming from a radio background, which is obviously, um, helps you be a good radio commentator. Um, I have a mate who was a very, very good junior tennis player. And, um, when Pam Shriver, I think it was Pam Shriver, um, started commentating the tennis, mm-hmm. it fucking blew his mind. Like he he said she's have to be the worst commentator in the history of tennis. <laughs> He's like it's like she thinks that you're not you can't actually see what's happening. Yeah. And she and if you can see what's happening, it's like you've never actually seen a, ma- a tennis match before, yeah. So she, it's like she breaks it down. That thing in his hand is a racket. <laughs>
1: you know, like now as you're telling the story, I'm trying to think myself what chem- what that tennis commentary sounds like. And they, there, there, really is no play-by-play commentary. They just, they, they just. It's, it's after each point. They on. hush down in yeah. between the points. They let the points play out. There's no play-by-play, and then afterwards they just say like, oh, that was an excellent forehand, or you know, the serve, you know. You know, had him on the back foot and blah blah blah, mm. and then you know lob and blah. But it's never, yeah, it's not a sport that lends itself to that kind of description. But exactly. it's, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, but I can see that. Yeah,
2: yeah, the, the description, the descriptive. I, I think he, he is improving. Um, but that's just my my perception of him. Um, and like you say, maybe people, you know, he is a big personality on radio down there. Um, not just the continuous call stuff on um, you know which I grew up with yeah Hadley on the continuous call yep fucking team yep that's that was every weekend
1: yeah yeah well, um, you would have down there all yeah on the
2: way to games with dad
1: and like
2: it's all I remember all my, my
1: you know memories of the radio like Peter Wilkins on ABC
2: okay
1: and uh I still got to find that tape somewhere. I've got a tape of Peter, <laughs> Peter Wilkins doing the sixty-one-nil game against St George Manly. One day I taped it on the radio and sent it over to me when I was living in Japan. No one cares no. But um, sensational. Stop telling the story. Fucking sensational. I loved it. It's a great game. Do you know what happened in that game? Manly scored sixty-one points. How fucking good is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, where are we up to? Uh The Benzed Epic Blunder Crew sends a shithund to five wins, which was expected by round twenty-four. <laughs> And he's got a hash, C bus super snake jamming to Drake. This guy's on fucking psychedelics or fucking mushrooms or. Uh. <laughs> Matt Oz, 1991. Benny Barber looks about as confident under the bomb as if it was actually a bomb coming down on him. <laughs> hash, what's doing? Eddie NZ, massive plays from Mead. The difference tonight. No way you move him from fullback after that performance. Agreed. It's, Isn't it funny? Matt, like, he's yep.
2: he's always been. A Winger, and no one's ever yeah. thought of him otherwise.
1: I mean, persisting with you know the Zillman experiments, and yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: Um, and I don't think Zillman's been horrible by any stretch. He, I don't
1: think he was that bad, but gee, there's some Titans fans that fucking despise him, really, in fullback. Despise him. Mupp is one of that. That's like the that is the one of the one of the four pillars of his sack strategy because really? the Zillman being fullback, that's one of them. Wow, <laughs> that. that- that hardcore. If he's got four pillars to his strategy, maybe it's only one pillar. It's maybe it's, that's
2: it. It's mup. It'll be a fairly shaky strategy.
1: So, it'd be one pillar, <laughs> yeah. uh, It's Matthew. Matthew McCarthy returns. Oh, really? From the uh, from the, the dark depths of Dorby He's like mup, just
2: not as smart. <laughs>
1: Good which game. Is sad. Good game. Both teams arm wrestling stuff. Barbara seems to lose his confidence way too easily, and don't give Dave Taylor the ball. See, that was a relatively lucid and uh, non gronkish tweet
2: before he started on the vodka shots.
1: Yeah. He started throwing out spoilers about shit too. I saw him throwing out spoilers on Twitter on purpose. Earthboy75, game on the line. Could we say that Hodges just had a Robbie Farrah moment? <laughs> we could say that because that's exactly what happened. At the end of the day, if you've watched any rugby league this season, you would have seen
2: the amount of games that Robbie farrah single-handedly delivered on a platter. Yeah. Victories for the West
1: Tigers. Origin. two, One game all... Down to the decider, Suncorp Stadium.
2: Mate, when you've got people like Mitchell, forty-five seconds left. You're playing Robbie Farah gets a ball in the ball Nathan and ball his it on the wing. It's, it's hard a... to drag this. You know, <laughs> it's 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 really hard to drag a corpse. You know, <laughs> back from the brink and, and resuscitate it, Nathan. It's already gone. I can see already
1: gone. I could see clear as day Robbie Farah making a bust from dummy half catching him napping as he does. Sensational work. Bit of a step away. He's got the jump on everyone. Billy Slater can't catch him. He's going under the sticks to win the game in the series for New South Wales, and he fucking drops the ball because that's what Farahs do. Come the moment, come the man who fucks up the play. Robbie Farah, Origin. It didn't actually happen, did it? No, no. I have got a vision of oh, it. It's probably going to happen this terrible. year. If he, if he's, uh, if he's fucking. It's probably
2: not going to happen in if Origin if one. If, I can imagine him outrunning running Billy Slater. Oh, he's, he's uh, don't uh, know exactly what you're saying.
1: If his morally deer and arm fixes itself in time. <laughs>
2: Uh, Robbie, your arm's turned inside out. Is that right?
1: <laughs> we got a, a tweet here from Jonathan underscore K underscore Eden. To me, I think that's a new person. I, think I don't think we've seen that Twitter handle before. You are fucking useless, Ben Barber. Put the resume in at Stefan's. <laughs> I just like the randomness of... It. It's because he's yeah, I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's often had shit haircuts, but I mean, that doesn't qualify you to be a hairdresser. I just like the randomness of it.
2: Are the Broncos giving him a pink boat? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Uh,
1: moving on to Saturday. Newcastle Knights 26 to feed the Raiders 12. Uh, GIO. Raiders, sorry, Newcastle. Their 26 points came from tries to James McManus, Adam Clydesdale, both Scott Dane, gay guy. Four conversions from four attempts for Tyrone Roberts and a penalty goal. The Raiders tries to Jared Croker and Shannon Boyd. Two conversions from two attempts to Jared Croker.
2: Got a feel for the Raiders. Why? Oh, look, they signed. They signed Ricky Stewart. He was going to deliver. He was going to deliver results. And now they've realized when you get too close to Ricky Stewart, you get the Stewart stink. And it's impossible to fucking wash that off.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, signing Ricky St- – I mean, how could you sign Ricky Stewart as the a Stewart? coach for your side or- and expect anything other than this result? He's proven continuously, <laughs> apart from one blip of a of a fine season, you know, coaching lower grades at Canterbury, and then he, then he parlayed that into a, a premiership for East.
2: Where Phil Gould played him like a muppet with his hand up his ass. And Phil, time. Phil,
1: and Phil Gould and, and, you know, well, Graham Murray did, you know. Built the, built the team up to, uh, you know, built a platform and, you know, delivered mm-hmm. it to him when the time was, you know, when the, the that team was reaching maturity. Myth at origin level. Myth at origin level. Myth at Parramatta level, which is pretty fucking low level. Myth at Raiders level, which is slightly higher, but he's made it a low level. <laughs> he's just a fucking.
2: Oh. The Ricky Stewart stink is a real intangible thing. Um, nice bounce back from Newcastle. Emotionally, I think, um, you know, I. They're starting to get some troops back as well. Mullen made his return Mullen, in this big, game.
1: Big, big, big in for the game. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, so things are starting to look up for them. They got over that little hump, um, you know, or the the emotion dump out of um, out of last week. Bounce back with a good win here, and and now they're getting troops back, um, and they can channel that emotion on a more regular basis and and try and use the McKinnon factor as a bit of. You know, not to cheapen your situation by any stretch, but at the end of the day, he's a very big part of that club. He's very close to a lot of members there and um, a lot of members of the team. And, and, you know, rugby league at this level, and you see it, you know, time and time again, it comes down to who shows up with the right attitude on the day yeah. a lot of time. If you can.
1: With Newcastle games, especially, because it seems like if they show up with the right attitude, they can a very be something good team. competitive.
2: Um I just think, you know, if Bennett can can get them playing for Alex, essentially... Yep. Um, and again, I, I don't mean to cheapen the kids' situation, but if they can use, you know, him having been a part of the team and, and as much as he'd want to be, he can't be out there with them, using that as a motivation... Um, without that initial real peak yep. where they played and, and played really well, yep. then the week after they had a dip. If they can channel it, um, you know, on a continuous sort of level, which you'd probably back Bennett to be able to instill in them, um, the next month or two of footy, um, you know, another bonus is Origins come along. No doubt Kirk Gidley will be picked.
1: can't hope not, but with Robbie out, helping, it's going to be, that'll help yeah, yeah.
2: They might pick Ennis. <laughs> I just fucking What it. is 12 in a row? <laughs> Queensland <laughs> will just kick 14 penalty girls. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was actually um, quite impressed with the Knights, how they carried themselves. Much less impressed with Canberra. They just cannot get it together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the weeks where Milford's untouchable and, and hands, them, hands the team a win on they're, his own.
1: They're becoming more, you yeah, know, they're becoming rarer than yeah. than, and, than they were.
2: You know, a Again, Ricky Stewart comes with, you know, a reputation which is as big a myth as, as some of his results. And if if the the, you know, the best chance they've got of winning is throw the ball to a
1: kid. Then and that this, this, and this much is the, the thing when he, I mean, now he's a he's a sensation, you know, and it's and he's predictably a sensation, and he's also predictably the only person that has any genuine spark left in that side. So a team can devote their time to cutting him down. And you know, doubling as up on teams him, do. and uh, as they do, and when that happens, pretty much fuck all happens out of Canberra, mm. and that's that's the way this game went for sure. Uh, the Ben Z. Reese Robinson's wing on defence is like Glenn's ass, open all day for exploitation by athletic Pacific Islanders. Asher
2: <laughs> shit defender. I'll have you know, I'm quite a good defender.
1: Yeah, yeah, he wasn't saying you weren't bad. He wasn't saying you are a bad defender, man.
2: I I feel like I'm being attacked.
1: You perhaps missed the metaphor. Ah uh, oh,
2: people have got me all wrong. That's
1: that is uh that, that's sensational tweeting actually. That that sort of stuff makes me think, you know, that, that kid he's got potential for Gronk of the Year. <laughs> that's that's great. Todd H nineteen eighty seven. What a shit house effort by the Raiders today. Too many stupid errors and not enough common sense plays. FFS uh fantasy underscore NRL CEO. The Knights grind teams down in quotes or just play boring footy in quotes. Disgust.
2: Can I have a question again, please?
1: The Knights grind teams down or just play boring footy?
2: I think they've, they've certainly got semi-outside backs that can play some good footy.
1: Um,
2: I think their forwards. When you've got both Scott and Jeremy Smith in the sign, they are, uh, you know, grindy-type players, yep. I feel. Um, and I think Bennett coaches the grind. I think they've got potential to be quite an exciting side with their back line. Um, but I think they, they're probably coached uh, on the more conservative uh, percentage play.
1: I think Bennett is, is actually trying to take them back to basics to get some consistency and stuff out of them. That's what I that think. That makes sense. Because I saw a statistic, and I'm pretty sure it was for this game, that they, only, they, they made five errors for the game total or something, and they only attempted five offloads all game. Right. And to me, that's a side that's shut up shop and keeping it simple. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it worked for them. Especially and against the side that was in the got Jeremy stuff. Smith,
2: you know, Willie Mason, those sort of guys. Yeah. They've got some guys that can pop
1: the ball. Yeah. And you got, and, you know, and then when you pick up up against a side, a Ricky Stewart coach side, that's just waiting to, you know, commit rugby league suicide on themselves. That's you right. know, Or if you can keep maintain pressure through no mistakes and no frills football, then eventually be, the opportunity is all. You know, ready to
2: be carved up like a cake, Nathan, you would say.
1: And smeared all over and, and and licked up or whatever. Oh, mate, you're getting over the top now. Three-card magic trick. So much for Canberra being unbeatable at home. You can thank Ricky Stewart for that. Hash, Peshitic, Hash, useless. <laughs> and uh, the Ben Zed again. And uh, he's on Raiders versus the Titans and the Knights is potentially the two best examples of how to blunder your way to a loss while having more chances. Moving right along, the Parramatta Eels 14 defeated the Sydney Roosters 12. Huge upset out there at Parramatta. 15,000 crowds, not too bad. And the points went as follows. Parramatta's 14 came from a double to Kencio and tried a semi-radradradra and only one from three conversions to Sandow. Could have been costly. The Roosters 12 tries to Sam Moa, Daniel Tupo, and two from two conversions for James Maloney.
2: Struggling with the pressure of expectation, the Roosters... Uh, and hopefully, hopefully robinson's got some tricks up his sleeve uh, to try and pull him out of it because they're in a bit of a slump at the moment um the wolves are circling for maloney and pierce as well There's people starting to jump all over them and um maloney in particular starting to cop a, cop mm-hmm. it a little bit in the media pierce again just dodging bullets because Dude of his just last name, he just
1: fucking sails it just sails under the radar he's, he's just he's just so vanilla he's i just... don't i don't think he's a, a horrible player by any stretch and i think he has copped a bum rap
2: I think he is a
1: quote-unquote solid player. I don't think he's, he's spectacularly creative. I Do don't think he has he that spark.
2: A, a parallel when Mitchell Pearce pr- first came into first grade. The hype that was around him compared that to the hype around Luke Brooks, very quite quite similar, yep. I feel. He's the next big thing and he's going to be yep. this and he's going to be that. Brooks um, is he's copying a little bit of that at the moment. Pierce has ridden that to, you know. I think he answered some critics last season, certainly through the finals and um, and in the grand final. But um, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to. Other than there's a, there's a bit of a a um, a splinter cell of people when he plays at Origin level that do want to single him out.
1: Yeah. Fair enough, though Rangers. he didn't do shit in the original last year. Yeah, yeah. in exactly. a in a series where New South Wales had their moments and chances to win, I just he didn't um, do a thing.
2: Yeah, I just see a lot of people hating on Maloney, but as far as if you're going to hate on the five eight, the halfback yeah. can't be completely removed from any sort of. I blame. mean, tell
1: me, I mean, how many how many uh, spectacular Mitchell pierce games can you recall? I can think of one. And it wasn't a game; it was a, a half or a 20-minute period. Mm. He got the he got he started in that game against the Tigers where they they won an extra time with the um the intercept. Yeah, the hundred-minute game. When they yeah. were down, like you know, they were you were up like 14-0 or something like that. You know, yeah, the, yeah. That, he's yeah, the one yeah. that got him started in the second sure. half there to to get the points on the board and get him on their way back. Yeah. That's the only time I can remember him doing anything you know particularly you know creative that really. Yeah, I just uh, think a little. Un-
2: I'm not saying Maloney's playing great and people are saying he's playing shit. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, I just think he's he's copping more than his share of of the criticism. Yeah. Um. Again, power, up, bit of a no-name forward pack, but they certainly stood up against the more fancied names of the Roosters and um. Sandy added his spark. Hane seems to be warming to the task in yep. two thousand and fourteen. I think. Yep. Um. He's yet to single-handedly just. Jared Hainet.
1: Yeah, but you know, that's 2009. It's been a fucking... Long, yeah, long
2: exactly. It is a long time ago, but um, over the course of even... You know, they've won two fucking wooden spoons on the trot, and there's still mm-hmm. been games where he... Yeah,
0: he's done a great things,
2: yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, I think he's he's having his most consistent season. Even 2009 wasn't a consistent season. He carved up for the last third, yeah. and took him to a grand final. Yeah. But I think he's actually having a very, very good year so far. um, And I think he's, he looks a different player and a, and a better player
1: with Sando in the side. Yeah, Arthur has proven himself, I mean, I already knew, but he's proven himself to be a coach. Yeah. He can do it. Coach, what a just, fucking rabble of a the side these guys were. That's the right. fact that he's even got any up for Just the belief them. that he's put in them,
2: you know, like there's some... Guys like Rad Radra and Mao and yep, and this is gonna
1: sound really bad, but number Mao. I mean Mao. yeah, hard nosed, hard nosed criminal. They got yeah, just, that's absolutely. That you need like a Luke O'Donnell. <laughs> someone, someone who stabs someone.
2: <laughs> Game the rapper. Yeah, I don't know what it is about him, but he's he's got this look, and it reminds me of him. I can, <laughs> for, for whatever reason, um, and maybe it is the 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 time he's done in prison. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um
1: change the man I
2: really should look it up, but number seventeen for para.
1: Let me have a look on the on the list for this week. Let me scroll down and find the uh team list and I'll see if I can uh solve this mystery for you with your uh your guy. Fucking unit. Huge Pauly Pauly. This week. Are you fucking serious? I am hundred percent serious.
2: How did I not know that name?
1: I was going to say, I mean, that name, you know, it's like, you know, he probably goes awesome with Phooey Phooey. <laughs> what? They can't find a name, though, these Parramatta guys, can't they? <laughs> what do you, like, who,
2: do you just drink five litres of Carver and then come up with your kids' names? Is that a... Oh, fuck that, it,
1: I'm not feeling is that
2: it. Is a Polynesian tradition?
1: Oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Just fucking, just, just double up, give them the same. It's is stuttering
2: me. prevalent in the Highlands? I <laughs> would
1: well, that's actually that, that 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 brings me to a tweet we got too, and I want, I want to run it past you from Jay Stib. What do you reckon of the nickname Stutter for Rad Rad Radra? <laughs> it's not Scrabble, but it could work.
2: I like the way you I'm,
1: think. I'm prepared. I, I, I like don't...
2: the way that you can watch a game of footy, take fuck all notice of the play, but think that guy needs
1: a nickname. Exactly. That's a, it's a very very us thing to do. You could it. And, and I'm prepared. Get a guest spot I'm on pretty the much show. prepared to yeah. I'm 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 pretty much prepared to second that second that motion. I and, like it. Uh, Let's pass it. Stutter. Love it. We've got to remember to call him Stutter now. <laughs> Have you got anything else to say about this game? Uh, or are you just looking up Google image pictures of Paulie Paulie? I'm not Google imaging, I'm sure. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, you got me all wrong. Me yeah, all yeah, wrong. yeah. Yeah, stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I... um, The Roosters... You know, less than a month ago, the Roosters put 56 points on Para. Yep. And in this game, para ground them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Parra are a better side.
1: Do the Roosters have had their chances in this game, too, just sure.
2: I think Parra have made a steady progression every week this season. Um, is it a, you know, a 60-odd point turnaround? <laughs> Well, the roosters well, have dropped off the perch. His
1: roosters, the roosters have certainly dropped off. I mean, they're not as crisp. I mean, they made what they. I think they made more opportunities, but they didn't take anywhere near advantage of them. Though, I think they bombed probably a good three tries in this game. You know, Trent Robinson may even tell you, you know, four or five. But uh, having said that, Brad Arthur was you know a renowned defensive guy, helped us out a lot at Manly. Yep. And here he goes. He's you know he had a bit of a hiccup there in that game where they got flogged by fifty. But other than that. Generally speaking, the Eels have become a much tougher, you know, side in their application defence, and they appear to be, you know, getting better week on week. Agreed. Former underscore legend. They say losing becomes a habit. The roosters are looking like a toothless junkie at the methadone clinic asking for bungers. <laughs> East fan. Comes out hard. Any jizz moppers out there that can't handle a few losses should know they can piss off and we won't shed a single fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore, I like it. And you know, he's that was directed at Mopper. Yes, Shane Aaron Elvis. Never get bored of seeing the Goosters humbled. Three weeks running, I feel like a fat kid with a cake. And he's got a hash eels up inside you. See, I think I think that uh, I tweeted the eels weeks ago. You know, I think yeah, hash feel my eel. I think it's just a lost opportunity. (laughs) That should be their official (laughs) hashtag. at his songs and everything too. Like I feel my eel, and yeah, you know, rather keep it real. I mean, it's just so much you could fucking throw. <laughs> it could be a rap song. Get that we guy have... that looks like Game to... <laughs> get, get, get him to get him to like, you know bust some funky lyrics. I mean, yeah, fucking get Anthony. You know, they've got the uh, you know Paulo's got the relationship with the Wiggles there. Get him, you know, get them in, you know, lay down some music. You know, just take the kid stuff out, or just you know get Anthony Wiggle to help him. You know, give him some contacts in the music industry. You know, to produce that track, feel my eel. They'd love it. Uh, Kareem Koran Parawin. Top two teams have a negative four and against. Officially entered Bizarro World. Hash never go full retard. Paraman. Oh, M- that's rich from him. <laughs> Paraman MK2. Seven days ago, he yeah. did exactly that. Well, he did exactly what we've done, except not been kicked out for it. I've never been kicked out of a game before. Uh, Paraman MK2. Since being flogged by the Roosters, the Eels pushed Manly all the way. Wank. <laughs> <Pff, boink>. Hash <laughs> three in a row. I think Nate needs to give them some credit. I think I just did give them credit in the... I mean, we were talking about that match summary. I was giving credit to Brad Arthur, and I'm pretty sure I gave him credit. Stop being a fuckhead. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, I think it's more to do with, you know, less to do with Brad Arthur and the application of the team and more to do with, you know, the steely resolve that they learned when Manly schooled them in the last minute. (laughs) That was like, you know, like a never again, guys. Let's make a pact.
2: fucking help yourself,
1: can you? Never again, guys. (laughs) Willie Tonga Boop got around in a circle. (laughs)
0: God, we can't have that happen for a
1: kid. The fear of drowning
2: in Willie Tonga's tears has spurred the side onto new heights.
1: We need to make a pack, guys. we got to make on the other sides feel our heel. <laughs> <laughs> At Davy Salter, semi almost sneaks in Rooster's back door. Glenn would have let him in. That's chocolate Robber. <laughs> this is funny. That's a that's, that's, that's totally different guy than the other one with yeah. the camera game. <laughs> gotcha. West Tigers 16 scratched out a win over the Cowboys 4 out there at Campbelltown in front of fuck all people as we discussed. <laughs> I mean, that hash, what was it? Like hash, what's the postcode? 2560. 2560, hash 2560. I think that was their recommended retail fucking crowd. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> what I was going
2: to say. It was, their, it was their crowd prediction and it was, <laughs> exceeded
1: expectations. They should be delighted. But the other thing is maybe they're like, oh, fuck it. You know, only, you can, only if you live in Campbelltown. Yeah, you're only allowed to go to the game. You got to live in that postcode. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out there. What if know?
2: I live in two five six one? Oh, this is shit.
1: No entry I can't tonight.
2: Go. Members... Eds doesn't even have a postcode. Mem- what members... about people from Eds that were going to hijack a car and get to the game?
1: Members, members only night, fellas. Two five six oh, show us on your driver's license. You can't get in for these ten buck tickets, <laughs> <laughs> and hence why the crowd is so small. Um the Tigers, they had tries to uh, Robbie Farrar, Pat Richards, Blake Austin. Pat Richards, two from three conversions. The Cowboys tried to Brent Tate and uh, Thurston. Missed everything he attempted. Quality game. Conversion.
2: I thought this is a high-quality game. Both teams um, played some really good footies, particularly in the first half. The completion rates were high. Um, Cowboys all over them in the first half too, just quietly. You think? Yeah, I think so. Just... Um, Credit to the Tigers' defence, then Nathan.
1: The, well, credit, to the, credit, credit to the, the Cowboys being spastics at the finishing too. I mean, like Brent Tate, I thought he played a, he played a good game, but geez, I think uh, you know. On a, what about
2: JT? The ball to JT where he dropped
1: it. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck <laughs> me. And Brent like, Tate, when,
2: you will never see that happen again. I think
1: Brent Tate probably rocked, you know probably bombed three tries too. Like you know where where he would ordinarily a player of his experience and 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 you know. Uh, what would you call it? You know, his uh, his presence and calmness in situations, you know, pressure situations. I think he would have selected his passing, you know, a little better than he did, and, th- and things like that as well. But, I think
2: uh, the Cowboys wilted under the under the pressure imposed on them by the Tigers forwards um, through the middle. And uh, Tigers were getting up off their line. They were putting some shots on. Some of their boys were thinking twice. Um, didn't really give Louis the platform um, to work from. I thought he had a really poor game, and I think JT probably had his quietest game. Um, I mean, he's had them yeah, this at the year, Tigers
1: this, before. I mean, this, you don't not have even, to look not even all that far this, back this, this year, the last three or four weeks. Yeah, JT, what's I don't know what's doing with JT. I mean, he's, he, this year it's like he's decided I'm not going to try and do it all, to try and give these other guys like Louis and you know, Morgan and Co. Give them a chance to do some shit. But
2: how many games they want?
1: They got to <laughs> fucking step up. <laughs> I mean, if the other guys don't step up, JT, you got to do everything, mate. I mean, at least your final's bound so your final side when you do everything j t you can't rely on these you know the wife exactly. beater
2: exactly pretty impressed with the the Tigers forwards. I think brooks had a a fairly understated game um and with the exception of one dud bomb i, I thought his kicking game was good and he's pretty composed and measured um and he's taking you know a step each week in his progression um young Rowe filled in. Um, at the back, as he'll do for the next four or five weeks for, for Tedesco. Uh, dropped his first one, yep. but um, backed it up, and he grew in confidence as the game wore on, and he'll be he'll be better for the run. Robbie carved him up the whole night, yeah, through the yeah. ruck, um, and that really gave you know Adam Blair running running freely like a rugby league gazelle. Um, <laughs> fucking Liam Fulton. I will. I Looking will concede. Like Dave Taylor at
1: his best. I will, I will. I will concede that Adam Blair is earning more of his paycheck this year than he has in, in previous, the previous years. Three years. Yeah, yeah. I'd <laughs> agree
2: with that. Um, and then again, the bench, the guys coming off the bench, Jimmy Givet, um Marty Tapao, and um, and Ava just. It's they're a different side. Like Woodsy and I think Woodsy had a brilliant game, and um, and Keithy slightly less so. Um, still had a good game, but Woodsy was was on another level. Um, and they really got over the top of the Cowboys forwards. And, and we're talking international props for the Cowboys. Yeah, very um, very quiet.
1: The Cowboys forwards, yeah, the except was, with the exception, I think was it Scott. I think Scott was Scott the only had, one who got over hundred meters. Scott
2: had some good runs, but. I like the attitude of these guys coming off the bench. Gavet is the one. He, he is the he doesn't, guy he doesn't have the attitude. brand. He
1: doesn't have the brand name, and, you know, and then the cornrows and shit, you nah. know, like he doesn't have a look, but he's the one. But out you
2: know what he's got? Yeah. He's got a fucking attitude where he's like, fuck you. I reckon he scans through the team list of the opposition every week. Yeah. He did it with Jason King. Um, they did it against the Titans with Nate Miles and people like that. Um I think he scans through the team list and is like, "Well, you know what? These are the guys I'm going to fucking make a point of knocking on their ass." <laughs> and through the middle, someone he might not always make the first contact. Yep. Someone will hold him up. Boom! He's the one that knocks him over and slow play the ball, and they get back and they rush up and they do it again. He—he's the guy. He's the guy that's got those to a quieter guy. Yep. And and um and Ava as well, very very quiet. Um and Jesse Sue, you know he they were the four that started. Um, unfortunately, Jesse's been injured, but um, Jimmy Gervais, the guy with the mouth, he's the guy that's pulling them together. I like it. He's got the attitude and um, it's certainly working for them. So um, Blake Austin as well, filling in for Anasta. I think he had a pretty good game. I think he was, I mean, it's probably a credit to Anasta as well in the fact that he's got the guys used to the way that he plays and the way he ball plays. Um, but Blake Austin, he's got, real sleight of hand when he's got guys running angles underneath him. And you could see the ball pop up to these blokes a lot quicker than what it normally would with an Aster. And sometimes they're expecting him to run and he's popping the ball back when they weren't expecting it. And yep. you know, um, That'll come with time. But, jeez, he looked really sharp, I thought. Uh, so another good win for the Tigers as they roll on. And obviously the injury to Robbie is a real concern. And um, we do have the added advantage these days of having a coach that likes to replace... You know, a halfback with a half or a hooker with a hooker or a five, a, a five eight um, as, as, with a five
1: What a as novelty. surgery. As other, as, as other NRL sides have been enjoying for, you know, yeah. pretty much their entire runs.
2: Exactly. Um, <laughs> to see Tedesco go down and then and, and then he be replaced by a fullback and that's the end of the reshuffle. Yeah. And NASTA was out, he gets replaced with a five eight, and that's the end of that. Not <laughs> we're gonna take a guy out of the second row what and he's gonna play is? five eight. And then we're going to move the five eight into the centre. The centre's going to play full-back because the full-back's out. And then we're going to put two backs on the on the bench, not four forwards like the entire competition's been doing for the last seven or eight years. And we'll, full, and we'll
1: pull the full-back out of, of the 20s and put him give in prop.
2: About two minutes of game time. So we're going to play the whole game with about 16 men. And it's it's just refreshing, can I yeah. put it that way? So... um. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge concern, but Robbie was by far our best, um, and and until he got hurt with ninety seconds left, and um,
1: bad ninety seconds.
2: It was a terrible ninety seconds, but um, let's just hope um, Luani can fill in for him, and um, and we can keep the role going.
1: At on a blood buzz, dislocated my elbow in kindergarten, was back into Duck Duck Goose within a week. Harden up at Robbie Farrow he's gone hash. Say no to Ennis. So he's thinking to head to origin, yeah. as most of us were. A former underscore legend. Crowd of 6456, or as I prefer to think of it, 12,912 Ugg boots. Mad cow's disease. The crowd at Campbelltown tonight is much like Cyclone Ida, full of piss and wind. I would have thought the crowd of Campbelltown was more like Cyclone Ida in terms of you it know, blew all the ground nearly, away. Not nearly, as, not, not, not nearly as big as people originally anticipated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 21 defeated the New Zealand Warriors 20 at Eden Park, a crowd of just over 22,000 people, and the points went as follows. Doggies 21 came from tries to Sam Perrot, Tony Williams, Tim Laffey, a field goal to Hodkinson, three conversions from three attempts to Hodkinson, and a penalty goal. Warriors, their 20 came from tries to Sam Tompkins, Manu vadavai Conrad Hurrell. Simon Simon Mannering, Sean Johnson, tellingly, only two from four.
2: New coach, same result. (laughs) I expected the Warriors, and and they did put in a more committed performance um, in this game to to only go down by a point in the last little bit. But um, unfortunately, they still couldn't get it done for a win. Um, I think the Dogs just going quietly about their business. They um, sitting second at the moment. Not many people are doing too much talking about the dogs, other than the Fafita thing, um, and T Rex is starting to show up.
1: Ins- yeah. I
2: wouldn't say consistently, but he's having his moments in games, and that's yeah. You know, we're talking about a guy on fucking six or seven six hundred fifty. I saw Molly go,
1: oh a wow, and you know I saw Moly t- you know from Rugby League do a tweet and say, oh wow, and he really you know. When he ramps up, you know, ramps up, he's running. You know, he's he's fucking awesome, right? And I was like, yeah. I mean, the only problem is he only ramps up like on the, on the same schedule as fucking Halley's Comet. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> well, I just, it's amazing. You, you you remember some of the runs he had when he was playing on the wing for Para. before Manly signed him? Yeah. Yeah. You know, then uh, Manly signed him, and you remember based you on know, that. Yeah.
1: Based on yeah yeah and then, then then we we sort of persevered with him being a an okay winger with some you know some very good moments like yeah you know, obviously just catch and pass from Jamie Lyon, you're gonna score a thousand tries exactly. but you know occasionally do some great things like you know knock Billy Slater on his ass and stuff like that but then we turned him into actually a, a decent forward and then he fucked off and turned to shit again even his last year at Manly though well yeah seven well, weeks out of suspension from that well, fucking true. from that tackle that was like a a, a total injuryless. <laughs> yeah, not even, I'm not even going to defend him with that fucking... Sure. I defended him at the time. I'm not going to defend him again, ever. <laughs> Hodkinson, um, he's developing a little bit of a,
2: a, a resume as being a, a bit of a clutch performer. Um, you remember when he played for Manly, he, had a, he won, a, won some games with field goals or, or late, um, late efforts. Yeah, I remember that he's one game, yeah. That one one game, game where there was he won... two weeks in a row that he did it for fucking Manly. What are yeah, you about?
1: I, think, I don't think the second one won the game. Though. I think there was one where he won the game and one, you know, maybe just like sealed it. You are a bitter, bitter <laughs> man.
2: Um, but no, he's um, <laughs> he, he's building quite the resume of uh, of clutch plays Dawkinson. to win games. And, um, and he's done it again here. And um, he seems to be warming to the task as well. He's... Uh, had some time out last season. Was he playing Reggie's or was he
1: hurt or Reg, he was Reggie? He was he was Reggie's for you know they they, they had the, the, the Keating thing going on, didn't they at start of the start <laughs> the season, first half of the season? <laughs> what? You know, it just just hit me one uh, one thing about uh Dodkinson that um when he played for Sunshine Coast Sea Eagles, he played the same the same year that T Rex did. And they won the premiership in the Q Cup. He was a half back and T Rex was a fucking goal kicking ball playing five eighth. <laughs> and they want they want a T Rex was the man of the match, I think, too, in that grand final, kicking goals and setting tries up and shit. Magnificent. Um, just just uh, knowing Desi, you know, you're the super coach, but you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying, you know, it's worked in the past, might work again. If you want to get value for money out of your Tony, Tony Williams experiment,
2: it's just yeah. For for all the for all the talk that the dogs need to replace Barber, and I don't debate the fact that they. They need to do something. Um but jeez, they're not exactly going horrible without him, you know. Last year was last year and there was a lot of other um residual stuff that went along with <laughs> the whole barber situation that, that you know, they still made the eight. At yep. the moment after six rounds they're running second. Um, uh, with, with parrot at the back, so I I don't know. You you just are they going to fork out big bucks for Tedesco? Or are they going to, you know, make a rash decision for a Viciari or a, Yeah. Um, I think Kevin Locke's a guy. If you can get your hands on him, he's the boy.
1: Yeah, well, but this, this, I just wonder. I mean, like he's languishing. We've already mentioned he's languishing in in reserve grade, but um, there was all that talk pre season that was going to happen mm. that they were going to get Locke, and, and then it didn't happen. The Warriors must have wanted to keep hang on yeah. to him. So. Yeah. But, um, you know, bad luck, Warriors. And, Anyone uh, know, with the inside gossip, there, feel keep, free to speak yeah, up. And uh, Warriors, you know, keep taking your home games to a different fucking field. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't fucking get it.
2: They've I mean, got more home grounds than they have home jerseys.
1: That's saying something, because they've got 480 jerseys. That's crazy. Okay, the Ben Z Manu's hands under the high ball are shocking. If only a large corned beef was kicked in the air, the Warriors would never drop it. <laughs> Z. Nothing takes the edge off your team's loss, quite like seeing the Warriors go around. Hash, let's go on mud. You see, they really own that let's go on Warriors thing, too. Absolutely. It's actually a hashtag on their official Twitter account. Yeah. Shane Aaron Elvis. Yeah, at Josh Reynolds 9 is going well and asking or, asking origin question, but he still seems like the type to name his sword. Hash, never tip NZ. And that's a Game of Thrones joke there that you won't get yet because you haven't watched those episodes. If Josh Reynolds is the answer to an origin question, I'm not sure anyone really wants to know the Just answer. Just remember that tweet. He's a, he seems like the type to name his sword. Right. will come up in the first episode of Game of Thrones at all, that you'll uh, be watching okay. over the next few days.
2: He'd probably name his sword Josh. Oh, he'd probably name he's it. He's a big fan of Josh.
1: He'd probably name it like, you know, Player C's Wife Taker or something like that. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. <laughs> Pauling. Or, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Coffs Harbour Hot Tub, or something like that. You know, that's That that's like more Canterbury, yeah, you know, sword name.
2: He's so bitter.
1: <laughs> Former underscore legend. Interesting to see the Warriors' faces after they got beat today. It must be sobering to actually try and still get beat. <laughs> it's funny, you know, we always talk about the bounce-back factor and stuff. I actually looked at an article today about it all, and, um... The statistic is actually less than fifty percent, so it's like this. You know, it's like a an impression thing that you get, like the impression that Corey Norman never passed the ball at the Broncos, and then DJ explained through stats in our face to disprove it. But yeah.
2: sometimes you can come up with stats to prove any point you might want to make, even if it's not real. Just like DJ explained, did.
1: Yeah, I guess. Fucking
2: watch some tape of the Broncos up to last year.
1: Yeah. Chapo, th- Chapo the creator. Another win by the Bulldogs. This winning business is getting too easy these days. Hash, dogs of war. Hash, proud to be a Bulldog. Hash, worst hashtags ever. Match of the round. Mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 24. obliterate the Cronulla Southern Sharks four rookie. Brookie. Um, crowd of just under 10,000. And the Sea Eagles, 24 points. Came from tries too. A double for the man. Skivvy again. Greatest center in the world Barn none. Steve Maddye. Brenton Lawrence got his first ever try for Manly, and it was only his third try in his entire career, which is fucking ridiculous for a uh, a prop with the speed that he possesses. Uh, Jorge Tofua made his uh, triumphant siesta return, and uh, Peter Hickey got one as well. Uh, Jamie Lyon missed the sideline conversions, two from five. And the Sharkies, four points, tried Wade Graham in the last 45 seconds of the game. The end.
2: Maddow again.
1: Every week. Motherfucker's going to make me rich if he keeps scoring like this.
2: He he earned me another 100. First try scorer, so... um,
1: I just... I don't know what it is. It's... uh, The thing is, he's been doing it all season. I think that was his fourth double of the season. And we've only had... six games. And that was in six games. Jesus fucking Christ. I know, and... And Brett Stewart hasn't been playing, you know, all those games. So you can't say, oh, it's Brett Stewart, you know, yeah. burning around the outside, attracting defenders and, you now dishing off to him. Um, you know, because he's had the situation, like there was a try there where we had Chase Blair jumped up and basketballed back to him and he got to score the try against the Eels. Like, there hasn't been a, a consistent pattern to all of them. I mean, there is, like, you know, definitely, like, you know, that kind of second man play out there and he, you know, he, and he just beats his guy, you know, and, and gets over. Yeah. That happens, but he's just... Don't... He scored some cracking
2: tries where he's had to do a lot of work and, yeah. and made it look easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tafua came back in this game and, and after a shoulder injury and got back into the swing fairly easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he's probably carrying about... I reckon he's about carrying about eight kilos. <laughs>
2: That's a bit of a story. A lot of guys came back from the World Cup carrying a, a fair bit of good... Yeah, put yeah put I'm not sure he came back the...
1: from the World Cup like that, but, I mean, he's been injured for six weeks, so he yeah. you know, obviously... Yeah, hasn't been. I think yeah, there was a bit of
2: a, a bit of a story going around that Ben Murdoch, Masilla.
1: Yeah, and we know, and we've heard that you know the same thing happened with Harrell. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's possible. But um, and obviously it slowed him down because there was a point there where he took an intercept <laughs> about ten meters out from the line, put down the afterburners, and was fucking going for a try for all money until he got run down about forty meters out by Sam Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and it actually cost Manly a try because they they almost they they got across the line in the next play over the other corner, but um Hickey didn't ground the ball uh, correctly, so yeah. yeah, that's on him. But uh, I mean,
2: good effort from Taggart Easy,
1: but there's no way yeah. George Tufu should be getting run. No, and there's and there were a couple of situations, especially in the second half, where uh, for whatever reason it wasn't happening for Manly on the right, so they they, they seemed like they were actually even running just trying out set plays on the right and just, you know, if it didn't, you know, get into a good position 30 metres out, run a set play. If it didn't work, you know, so be it. But then they'd go out to the left to put some points on. And um, the amount of times, I think there was probably three bomb tries from Tafua where he just overrun the play a little bit. So his timing was a bit off, you know, obviously needs to get back in the swing there. He was, uh, you know, just overrunning the pass, the final pass and that kind of thing. so
2: Manly really teased Cronulla with um, with a good fucking... They really they gave him the tip. <laughs> they gave him the tip and uh and the Sharkies were begging for it, but uh geez, they shut
1: up shop early. Well they, yeah, they they shut up they shut up shop at half time and I mean I'm I'm fucking glad they you know that Brett Stewart came out for the second half and everything because you know last time they went into the you know half time like that. Um but yeah, they um yeah, they they played amazingly well. The only the, the thing that I really fucking hated about this game was the period there late in the first half where Manly made a break. I think Cherry Evans tipped the ball on on the fly and went two meters backwards, landed in right in the breadbasket of Brenton Lawrence, and he was fucking away about 40 meters out, and he was he was under the sticks. Or worst case scenario. Dish to Matai, who was looming up in support on the left for another try. So it was either a hat trick to Matai or a fucking double to Lawrence, like it, to score only his fourth try of his entire career. And I was like, "Fuck!" The, I was I was pissed off that they called it a forward pass. And you look at it and it was like nothing remotely. It's almost like they see that you know that one touch tip on, and they yeah. go, oh, "I had to be forward." You know, so
2: it's like that inside play on that yeah. angle. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes we they sort of throw it inside out.
1: It just and looks awkward, yeah. Fucking
2: nine times out of ten, they call that forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that annoyed me because I just would have been... Can you imagine how much it would have been paying for Brenton Lawrence to get a double? Oh, could have retired to the, the Bahamas. Because, yeah, if I had a bet on it, but I didn't. But I just, <laughs> like, let's
2: face it, he doesn't ever score tries. I tell you, Cronulla are a pretty ordinary side at the best times, but with Marshall Mathers at 5'8", they're fucking awful.
1: Yeah, I tweeted something out. He looked like a cross between um, Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine and Cisco. and and, and, uh, and Ross Pearson. You look he's got a bit of Ross Pearsons about him too in the UFC. Oh
2: yeah, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, uh, that's not a million miles from uh, from fact.
1: Just really? But yeah, what's Just it and less th- time with the hairdressers, more time of training. I've seen a lot of opinion pieces and stuff out uh, over the last day or two saying that, like yeah, he's worrying more about, you know, stupid fucking hairstyles than he is about his football at the moment. And so he might be he might be um heading out to Northeast to you know Set a gun on fire or piss on someone <laughs> or you know, do, do, you know, the the old, the, He's the, the the old the old the old carnies starting to come out again. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, but um,
2: I just think with all the stuff that's going on at Cronulla, just keep your heads down, don't draw attention to yourselves. Yeah, exactly. Even exactly. on the scoreboard.
1: Yep. Try and have a dig. Yep. Exactly. Okay, and uh, let's go to Twitter. Former underscore legend. Oh, fuck I love this one. Like Oscar Pistorius, Cronulla looked legless against Manly, hoping the Eagles would lock themselves in the shitter. <laughs> That's kill. Shane Aaron Elvis. Manly win their first game of the campaign with Brett Stewart at fullback. Shaky start to 2014, but this kid might have a future. Geez, the attack. He, when he's on, it like, it's not even anything he... I guess he threatens with his with his speed and people are always watching. What, he's, what, what is he going to do? You know, that kind of thing. So when he chimes in, you know, and, and starts to, you know, look at creating an overlap, it's, you know, they're just instant panic stations. But fucking, like, he's just selective passing and just the way he injects himself, and especially the way he's doing it over on the left now with Matai and, you know, and Forrest. Experience, it, eh? Just fucking sensational. He's,
2: you know, for, for all the time, injuries and stuff like that, he's had the experience that he's gained and... um. And when you look at, he's been able to retain his speed as well. Like yeah. he's had some pretty this serious. Year, this
1: year, he seemed to, he seemed to be back to back to his fastest. And Especially he's had everyone. some.
2: He's had knees. He's had hamstrings. Mm-hmm. Like stuff that can sap your speed.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and how much of that's Donny, and how much is you know just natural fucking genetic gift yeah. <laughs> to exactly. be able to maintain it. But um, you only have to look at Tedesco. Like last season, after his after his knee. Last season, then he had the leg fracture at the back end, but yep. um, and then come back. Not every player does that. No. Sometimes you know, and Stewart's had two or three, is he?
1: Yeah, and then the hamstrings that come from that. Yeah, you know, after that because of the weakness in the knees, you know, and the, you know, exactly, exactly. Uh, the Benzed Manly bomb more tries in one game than Cronulla scored all season. jorge has been dining out with Jamal Idris though <laughs> at <40. laughs> Uh Troy underscore seventy nine. The only thing worse in that game today was Carney's M and M hairstyle. Ash knob jockey. Earthboy 75. You've a lot of fans. Yeah. As soon as I saw Manly were playing the Cronulla Sharks for a trophy, I knew who was going to win. <laughs> and that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Because <laughs> they were playing for the, the Steve Rogers Cup or you know, whatever they call it. and um, Which is well, one of those cups. that's like, when that team plays that team, there's, yeah. they get, there's a trophy at the end of it. On a blood buzz. Jeff half halftime speech. You're up by 20. They're coached by Peter Sharp. Take a break the next 40 boys. <laughs> um where are we are Luke Shark 74 I don't use the word much but Blake Ashford is a cunt my five-year-old can read and attack better fucking cunt punt that cunt Jesus (laughs) Ashford's copping a lot of love from the shark's faithful though even too many sea bombs for me I love it. Uh, where are we? Oh, and of course, Monday Night Foot Bitch. And what an epic encounter for the ages of controversy. We've, oh, we've touched on the controversy already. The final score, though. Melbourne Storm 28 to feed the St. George Illawarra Dragons 24 down there at Amy. Um, 13,000 people on a Monday night down in uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, that's that's not a bad get for those guys, I don't think. Uh, Storms 28 tries to Jesse Bromwich, uh, double the Will Chambers, Cooper Cronk, and young Tunamapia and Cameron Smith, four from five conversions. The Dragons, 24, tries to Dylan Farrell, Brett Morris, Jared Beale, Trent Merrin, with a three from four conversions, and a penalty goal. I'll
2: tell you one thing I learned from this game is that Melbourne Storm, for all their defensive fucking notoriety, they had no answer for Josh du- Josh Dugan. And uh, settled in pretty well, you know, straight back in. He's one of those players. Like, I guess you'd probably... When you spend as many, many weeks out as Josh Dugan does... Uh, you, you get pretty used to being able to slip back into a side and yep. and perform at your best at least for a week. Um,
1: he was good, very fucking good, very good, and yeah, I mean he seems to you know the they're, they're going to be a much better team with him if you can uh you know remain uninjured.
2: Absolutely, which is think, a big if. or no, no sure. Big, no, I, mean, I mean, if he you know a combination between him and Widdup. You know, Whittup showed even against Melbourne. I, I think he had a pretty good game.
1: This is this is a yeah. I, I wasn't sure if Whittup had kind of peaked, and he sort of had that initial, you know, brilliant start. But you start to see the articles come out about him, and you know why he left the Storm, and you know he wanted to have the responsibility on himself, and not you know have the mm. other the other three, you know, so called big three around him that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's you know he's he's actually he's doing a fantastic job. He's a good footballer. Yeah, I, I, I thought that he'd be. I, I thought, judging from what we've seen for England. Yeah. And what his limited kind of it's supporting role was in Melbourne. Not good enough to look good for England. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me, dead. <laughs> but yeah, well yeah. Yeah, you can only you can only work with what you got around you.
2: Why does England always wear white? Considering the fucking grubs, palms, don't bathe. Why would you wear white? Why wouldn't they wear brown?
1: Yeah. I don't know. That's a story. See, this question is the so thing. I'm, you know you're asking questions that don't have answers.
2: Well, I'm asking the tough questions, Nathan. I've got a, I've got a reputation for doing so. <laughs> um, I just said, um, now someone's going to tweet about me saying, um, don't begrudge me my fucking chance to say, um. <laughs> um. Melbourne, I don't know. They're a different side this year. There's something missing there. Um, there were times in that game where they just lost all structure and I saw like the dragons, and and no disrespect, dragons fans, don't get me wrong, but the dragons were fucking carving Melbourne up. Yeah. And and Melbourne just lost all structure. They couldn't get, they couldn't lay hands on Dugan there, you know, Dugan, a pretty standard, you know, garden variety run, you know, kick return, and he's run seventy meters. <laughs> he's <laughs> step three, palm four, and. And that's, you know, I saw a Melbourne fan saying, oh, I'm sick of people saying, oh, that's very un-Melbourne-like. And I think that's probably the truest indication that they are off the pace this year. You know, with well, so many yeah, people saying, you, well, that's un-Melbourne-like. What do you Even put it down to? to. Saying,
1: I think well, I mean, one thing, I don't think this is a, this is a, a symptom of the in, the overall Melbourne uh, decline, but Billy Slater, whether it's a personal decline, you know, where it's actually uh, a skills, like, you know, a guy who's, who hit the peak of his career and is now beginning the downward slide, or if he's just off, look, at this stage of the season. Every player over the course of their career has
2: a slump or times where they're quiet. When you have a player like Billy Slater that has so much attention put on him, Cam Smith can drift in and out of games, but from hooker, there's a lot of stuff that he does that goes unnoticed, which is just pretty standard for him. Yep. So, without being brilliant, he can influence a game yep um cooper cronk is is quite similar um if he defends well you know is he plays the the good link role yep and 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 def- and kicks well kicks and defends well um again he can without being brilliant, he can influence a game he doesn't need
1: to have every sinew in his body. <laughs> Burning the hay as one in his village. Yeah, exactly. I just Billy Slater
2: has built his reputation on those highlight reel plays and some grubby efforts, mainly the highlight reel stuff. All lame, grubby efforts. Um, and that's how <laughs> that's how he influences games. He's f- not finding ways to impose himself. Um, and, you know, it's early stages in the season, but as yet, he's not finding ways to impose himself on games and and really influence results and. Um, and quite frankly, he's had some fucking
1: errors, and that's the that's the main thing for me. It's the errors. I mean, he's always had you know errors, and you know, for example, in World Cups, big moments, uh, big moments. But now he's he's dropping it down to NRL level, and I've got to wonder what's going on.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting point. Um, I think David Kidwell probably was a bigger influence. Raise the operation.
1: Sorry raise the operation
2: I don't know about that I think he was probably A bigger influence on that side than people Gave him credit for Bellamy gets a lot of raps And he gets a lot of media But um, When you look at the effect That Kidwell's had On the Tigers it Shows that he didn't know What the fuck he's doing Yeah um, You know Him and Steve Roach has had You know A bit of an effect On, on the Tigers forwards As well But I think Kidwell um, Specifically with The Polynesian boys In yeah. the Tigers forwards I think he's got them uh, and the defense as a as a whole for the tigers um that's his job. he's a defensive coach yep. so you have to give him the credit for the for the improvement um but also uh the influence that he's had on the polynesian boys as well so whether that's a factor for melbourne um you know they they were very close to losing another game here and um and probably over the, you know over the course of this season so far they haven't really had. A game where they've really performed as you'd expect them to for 80 minutes. So, yep. whether the competition's caught up, whether the rule changes have caught them with their pants down, um, the kid well factor, Slater, or a combination of everything, they're definitely off the pace.
1: And the tweets we have Luke Shark74. The NRL admit Dragons were robbed. Well, if they didn't choke in the first place, they would not have been an issue. 18 points in 13 minutes. Life of tie. Those purple cheats added again. There needs to be an investigation and a cull. Hash purple out. Hash colorist. <laughs> it's Mitchell 180. A Roberts break put Kronk under the post. Is this real life? Hash Roberts haiku. <laughs> fucking Ben Roberts has been a couple a, of moments he's becoming a cult hero, like one of those guys like you know like a Scott Minto or Michael Barney, who's so bad, but he's actually starting to do some good- sh- good shit and it's uh, it's blowing people's minds uh Devonhead rugby league was angry that day, my friends like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli you not you don't get that reference at all, do you nah. Seinfeld Smithy <laughs> oh, fire. Fuck's sake. Refs and time keeps heads to be displayed in front of the castle that is Dragons Leagues Club. Hash, purple cheats. Hash, tigers in decline. <laughs> I know. Cody Girdlestone. Tell Pricey, chin up. We'll get him next time. Hash, cray is captain because he has Price's chin. Hash, but good effort, boys. Seriously. <laughs> he tweeted that to the Dragons too, mind you. Uh, at Aussie 11198. After watching that shitty loss, I've never felt like killing cunts and eating chicken more in my entire life. Nah referential retard for you, Glenn, because you don't get it. You well,
2: I, I do get it. I haven't seen the episode, but uh, I know yeah, what
1: it's good. Okay. Uh, at TBI Penguin. Shit day at work today. At 24.10, I thought this NRL Dragon's win would boost my spirits. Back to hating life and everything in it it was really funny to see the tweets because the amount of tweets that we got from people that were kind of like okay the game's over so we're going to talk about you know the the theme of the tweet is going to be something about Melbourne Storm in Decline the amount of tweets we got then that had to be quickly <laughs> reversed or or ignored by me when I when, you know I had to skip the you know a whole bunch of tweets that were sent probably between the 70 and 78th minute of the game <laughs> uh, where are we um, at Shunter86 two from two with the good luck charm hash go Roberts go Hash, new big four. And uh, at Sam McNally, (laughs) 5482. Dragons, ultra stiff there. Siren should have gone before last play. And the last pass by Hoffman was forward. And JR underscore buff. The Dragons did their best David Carradine impersonation. Dot, dot, dot. LOL. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. (laughs) You're aware who David Carradine is, right? Asphyxiated. Yeah, hung himself. Gotcha. In a cupboard with a, in a, in a maybe with maybe a belt in a closet, something like that. Previews kicking off Friday night football. South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at ANZ. Be
2: interesting
1: to see whether the Rabbitohs
2: really are back on track and, and whether the Bulldogs can continue to quietly go about their work or um, whether one team's going to... I think South's got more riding on this game than the Bulldogs.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, South made a good, a great defensive performance last week in adverse conditions against a, tie, a side that has been putting points on this year. And uh, the Doggies on a bit of a roll. The Rabbits have to prove that they're still the same side, you know, belonging to that elite company. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the East are struggling to keep their, yeah, you know, Melbourne obviously, you know, we just spoke about how they're going. Um, so it's really only Manly that are holding up their end of the bargain at this stage. But uh, the Rabbitohs need to prove that they, have, you know, that they belong, you know, they ran in that book, Then in that group, and that the window, you know, for premiership success hasn't shut.
2: I don't think I can tip the Bulldogs.
1: I can't either. And I know that our Twitter people, like, you know, like your Chapos and your your GT351 Johnses, they're going to be like, oh, those guys didn't tip the Bulldogs again. They're not going to win this time.
2: Yeah, I just... I think the English factor... I just don't think the Dogs will have enough points in them. I think Siasu will um, be able to cover what the Bulldogs throw at them and then have too many points in them. So I think they'll get over the top.
1: Uh, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, Newcastle Knights take on the Brisbane Broncos down at Hunter. Broncos have been playing
2: fairly well away from home, I think. Um, bit of an ask to go to Newcastle um, on a Friday night. This is a tough one. I'd like to say the Knights at home, um, but I'm, I'm getting a pretty horrible record of tipping against the Broncos, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Knights at home. I think this is a tough one to pick. I think the Broncos will be uh will be fairly solid as we've come to expect over the games so far this season. Um certainly haven't been blown out. Yep. Um and they've been they've been competitive in every game, they'll be so again here. Um Jared Mullen will be better for the run. Um I think the Knights have probably got close to a full strength side here and and, and given they're at home I'm probably leaning towards them.
1: Home for the Knights, it's always been a happy hunting ground down there at Hunter for them. Um, you know, no matter who the opposition, I think that uh, the Broncos, a bit, you know, I, I just have this feeling like you know they'll they'll back that game up against the Titans. It's a bit of a you know a hit to the confidence to be beaten by the little brother who they usually have their way with. Sure. Um, I think that if uh, if the the Knights reproduce the style of football they play, you know, which is very you know low percentage for of mistakes and um Obviously, you know, not too much Adlib, you know, football either. But, you know, just grinding football, I think the longer they can do that, the Broncos will make the mistakes for them, yeah, you know, okay. as as the Raiders did. Because, uh, you know, the Broncos do have some mistakes in them, uh, you know, under pressure. And I think it'd be really frustrating as well. I think Newcastle can, you know, hold out, you know, most most of what the Broncos throw at them as well. So, and as as time goes on and the points aren't coming, you get your, you know, you're just the, the,
2: the stat of
1: Wayne Bennett's former team's... Lifting against him.
2: Yep, it's probably the only thing in the Broncos' favour.
1: The mighty Manly Sea Eagles take on the North Queensland Cowboys at a Central Coast Stadium.
2: Why is it you're taking games there again?
1: Money, cash, money. Yeah. Basically, it doesn't matter how many people turn up to those to to those games; we still make more than a game that you know we'd have at Brookie. Okay.
2: Cowboys didn't really show me enough. Um, against the Tigers to, to say that they're going to compete against a full strength Seagull side um, they were good um, and they were they were fairly solid but you would think they're going to have to come up with a bunch of points to get over Manly and um, they, they don't want to get into a grind against Manly because it's not the type of game Manly traditionally lose So um, whether Louis and Thurston can bounce back from that performance last week uh, Manly's forwards will certainly handle uh, the Cowboys if they play the same way that they did against the Tigers. But how much of that was the Tigers' dominance, and how much was was it the Cowboys being a little bit
1: off? A um, couple of the factors in this game as well, um, with the Cowboys having the well having, having the the the, you know, the the Cyclone up there, uh, it it did delay I think their return. Okay. Home following the game on Saturday night against the Tigers, and then they got to come so back down did they again have to
2: hang around in Campbelltown because that's not enough sure. to fucking turn anyone off their game. I'm
1: Not sure, but then they had to then, then they had to turn around and come back down to Sydney again, mm-hmm. and then drive and bus up to the Central Coast as well for Friday night game. So it was sort of a shortage turnaround as well, and uh, that you know, may have an effect on them, uh, you know, an adverse effect. Oh um, yeah, I, mean, I hate I hate mainly playing these Central Coast games, but this on this occasion um, very smart by the Seagulls' administration to take this game because this game initially was a Brookvale game and they they turned it into a Central Coast game sort of, you know, fairly you know fairly late in the piece. Like, after the season had started, I believe. And, you know, the reason being that Cowboys fans, you know, they you know people might say Manly fans don't travel, but let me tell you, fucking Cowboys fans don't do anyone any favours outside of Townsville. And um, so... Oh, fuck, that's a decent trip from Townsville to Brookvale or Central Coast. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at finals games and things like that, they don't, you know... The, you, don't, you don't get any count Well let's face it's a long
2: way From Townsville and anywhere
1: Yeah I mean you know, And shit fans don't travel But Wow So why not take the You know regardless of the crowd yet You take the The, the incentivised money To take the game to Central Coast For a game that you know you would only probably draw About you know 9,000 people To Brookvale So it's, it's just smart to do that And then obviously You know Whichever game You know They they had otherwise uh, Booked for Central Coast Which would have been Something like you know A Tigers game Or a Souths game Or something like that That actually you know Would draw a crowd uh, have that at Brookie. So smart. Um, yeah, I, th- I can't see Manly losing this. But I can't see Manly winning it by less than twenty. To be perfectly honest, yeah, like Cowboys I'm definitely done tipping Manly. St George Illawarra Dragons taking on the New Zealand Warriors.
2: Dragons are hard done by. Um, backing up from Monday Night Football. Warriors got done by a point. I think it's just the fact that it's at uh, it's at Win Jubilee. I think the Dragons. Oh, I'll probably lean towards the Dragons. Um, probably a little bit flat backing up for Monday, but um, Warriors away from home, and Dragons would be looking to, to try and bounce back from a, a pretty disappointing loss, so uh, I'd probably lean towards the
1: Dragons here. Interesting fact about the Warriors this week Conrad Hurrell dropped. Not Pfft. benched, dropped. Dropped altogether. To the Vulcans or whatever. I struggle to find why he is the scapegoat
0: for he's the game against the dogs.
2: Not held in the highest of regard. He was he was playing a fair bit of Reggie's
1: Yeah, that's because he apparently came back overweight. Sure. But he's but I played think against that, the Tigers, come I mean, off the bench against the Tigers and played fairly well. I think he's one of their best players that since, yeah. since he's come back. I thought he was you know getting better. I mean yes he's not the most agile and gifted uh, you know reader of defence. <laughs> However I wouldn't say that he lost them the game last week. No. So I'm not sure, you know, what the deal's going on there. It has to be like an attitude thing because, sure. because the, the, his, his efforts on the field, I don't think, have been as bad as, you know, you know, it would be to be made the you know the precious sole scapegoat. Sure. But I'm still tipping the Dragons. I'm tipping the Dragons for sure. Sharkies versus the Sydney Roosters down there at the tip, Ramonda Stadium. Oh, you couldn't, in your right mind, tip the Sharks, could you? Blake Ashford's still on the on the field. I mean, (laughs) fucking Peter Sharp doesn't give a shit. (laughs) That's it. Michael Michael Jennings.
2: He may score ten tries in this game.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's possible. Well, yeah. Jennings on the left. Jennings is on the left. I'm just the Ashford on the right. Ashford is on the right. I'll be on Jennings for first try scorer. Fucking. Might Definitely, I'll, put, I'll throw some on Tupou, some on Jennings, because some you know Jennings may have to throw up, throw the last pass. Um, but yeah, you know you'd want to get on both of those guys maybe for two tries as well. Just throw some speculators out there, yeah, see I, if this theory holds water about the two try Ashwood thing.
2: I think the Roosters, um, you know, perfect time to come up against Sharks. Yeah. Down on form, down on confidence. Maloney will be looking to carve these blokes up. And bounce back and, and silence his critics. So, Jennings for first try, scorer, Maloney
1: for man of the match, and is by a 1,000. And you know, if you can't get your shit back on track against the Sharkies in 2014, then pack your bags for Barley now, man. Agreed. Canberra Raiders taking on the Melbourne Storm in Canberra. Raiders,
2: not convinced. Storm backing up from Monday which is always a factor and they're away from home starting to head into a, you know where the cold may be a factor uh but it's Sunday at three o'clock I don't know if it was seven thirty, 30 Saturday
1: and Melbourne if any team's going to be affected by the cold the least affected side is going to yeah, be the, the storm you know, after the Raiders I don't think that's going to bother them at all I agree oh, the Raiders are the Raiders well, yeah, their, their team list is, is great I mean, on paper, they've they've done they they've done good things earlier in the season as well. But I mean, they've just been playing like a fucking rabble lately.
2: Unfortunately, as good as they look on paper, their defense is much like the paper their team looks good on.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think that the trajectory of the of the Raiders this season can be easily put down to Ricky Stewart, not the way you'd think. They were ma- amazing at the start of the year. Reason being, Ricky Stewart's <laughs> training these methods hadn't quite become ingrained in the side. So natural talent was actually prevailing over that and making them look okay. Now as Ricky Stewart starts to take his and stamp his authority on the side, this is what you get, a rabble and a storm back on track. Parramatta Eels versus the West Tigers ANZ Stadium in the cavernous asshole on Monday Night Football. We'll see 10,000 people there. Oh, it's got to be more than 10. It's a nice it's afternoon game given the Easter break. Third versus
2: fourth or something, isn't it?
1: Uh, maybe second versus third or third versus fifth Oh, third versus fifth, sorry. Yeah, it's up around there.
2: Um marquee matchup. Bumper crowd.
1: You <laughs> would expect packed full of bandwagons. I hope they got fucking plenty of bandwagon bay parking there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big ask for the Tigers, Joel Dawani comes in at Hooker. Um He's been playing well, and uh, Curtis Rowe again will be better for the run. So um, Brayton Astor comes back into the side. Blake Austin goes to 18th man. Um, whether he gets a run will be uh, will remain to be seen, but um, he certainly was a long way uh, from disgracing in his first great debut for the Tigers. <sighs> I'm not going to tip against the Tigers. No, you're not. I, I do have my concerns about the game, uh, mainly the the fact that Robbie's not there. Um, and I guess we'll see just how much of that forward dominance is down to Robbie's work around the ruck, and how much is due to the forwards themselves. So um, our bench still has um, Ava, Jimmy Gavay, and, and Marty Tapao. And defensively, you would think you know we're still going to have to come up with thirty-five, forty tackles in the middle that would normally be there done by Robbie. So yeah. um, Liam Fulton's probably going to do the bulk of them. Joel Iwane's gonna have a part to play and I expect Luke Brooks to um to step up and have a big game. And it's a time for him to stamp his authority on the side in Robbie's absence. Um and to take some pressure off him there, no doubt. But I think this is a time where Brooks needs to step up and um you know, be close to the Tigers best if we're gonna get a win, which I think we will.
1: Oh, I struggled. I struggled to tip this one because, like, you know, I just think, you know, my my brain says, okay, yeah, the tiger's going to win, but then, yeah, look, no hot sauce. That's a loss. But then Farah, everything, huge, everything comes from Robbie Farah, and so you know, I'd love to have the ability to be able to sit back and go, look, let's wait and see, but we don't have that luxury. So I'm going to. I think the safe tip is to tip the eels. Although it wouldn't surprise me if the Tigers could, you know, overcome those losses, especially against the side of the Eels, which I, I don't think they're going to be able to be up all the time and, you know, put these streaks together. I mean, they're always got, they've are got three wins in a row at the moment. Uh, that's going to have to come crashing down because, they're, you know, while they're an improved side, they're not a side that's good enough to start going through seasons undefeated, asterisk. Exactly. I just,
2: I, I think we'll learn a lot about the Tigers um, with Robbie being out. You know, we other players are going to have to step up in attack, yep. and and then defensively, do we maintain our structure? Given you know he does a lot of work in the middle, um, but you know how well coached are we? How ingrained are our defensive structures? You know, does does Robbie, as you know, he's our captain, he's he's the leader, and um, and he gets through a mountain of work in in attack and defence, and a lot of our attack comes as a direct result from his play around the ruck. So uh, it's a huge loss. But um, regardless of the result, I'm keen to see how the Tigers react and, and which players put their hands up to um, to try and deliver a victory.
1: All right. So, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to settle on the Eels, but uh, without any great confidence. Four o'clock Monday too. Four o'clock, yeah. So nice there's Easter no, you know, provided it's not pissing down, you know, it should be a, an ideal time on a public holiday to get out there to the footy.
2: Two pretty good attacking sides. Tigers got the best attack in the NRL and, and the Eels have been uh, fairly entertaining as well. So if it's, a, if it's a good dry track, be good to see how they go.
1: And finally, the 7 o'clock Monday night game. Penrith Panthers take on the Gold Coast Titans out there at uh, Centre League Stadium. <laughs> you know, this one... It's fucking tough, man. Like, I, the Times are, the, the, the tines tines are on top it, of the but ladder. But, I mean, I still do not believe that they are a top of the ladder side. Convinced. And I do not believe that they have played at a level befitting a top of the table side. I think they've been, you know, fortunate in some cases, for example, the Storm game. And uh, and just downright fucking arsey in others. Sure. So, Panthers have, at home are a different beast. Uh, than away from home. Yeah, but think... they got, they got cunt-punted last week at home, didn't they? That was at home, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was, yeah. Oh, that just fucked up that comment, on not it?
0: Yeah.
2: Two I think, points. I think their forwards can more than hold their own against a, a more fancy Titans pack. Um, and then it's going to come down to to their halves combination to really step up. Um I'm going to give the Panthers another chance here. Um, I'm going to tip them to to burst the Titans' bubbles here, for, at least a, for a week, and um, and cause a bit of an upset because I would imagine the Titans will be fairly heavily
1: favoured. They've got they've got more creative attack in my opinion than the Panthers, and um, the Titans, although they're doing well defensively in terms of points scored against them, they miss a fuckload of tackles, and they missed like 35-plus tackles against the Broncos. Mm. So, you know, that kind of thing, I think they're fortunate that they haven't been punished, and maybe it means that they're scrambling really well, but also you see mistakes from the other side as well, and you know, just to, to finish tries off. And I just think that the, the Panthers have probably got some, you know, more like guys like, you know, Mantor and, and um, DWZ and, and uh, Vare. Yeah, those guys can finish a try. Sure. And so I think that might be the difference. And I, I can't believe I'm tipping the Panthers because I, I didn't think I would before I uh, thought about this game. But yeah, I'm going Panthers. That is full time for episode 150. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at league. And we're on Facebook as well, Facebook.com/thisweekinleague. So make sure you hit the like button, share all that good shit, and uh, yeah, help spread the word. Reviews, iTunes. We got four new reviews this week, and um, it's funny they weren't hey, all five nice. stars. They weren't all five star reviews. We had two fives, a four, and a three. Funnily enough, though, well, let's let's just go through them. The first one's by someone by the name of Sloppy Para, five stars. Word. Awesome commentary with dazzling diction in a rough-as-rugby voice. Opinion optional. I'm speechless. Don't know how to respond to that. Don't know what it means. (laughs) But thank you for your review. Five-star review. I love love you like a milkshake. Honest League Podcast. Five stars by DWKH. This is a brutally honest podcast, in brackets, when it doesn't involve Manly or Tigers. But also very tongue-in-cheek about the week's NRL games, news, reviews, and previews. Also involves some accurate and deeper reports of NRL goings-on. Get fully involved with the Twitter banter, and it feels like you're with mates talking about footy rather than filtered information from news outlets. Nate will also help out anyone who asks him for help, so he's slightly forgiven for his Manly bias. Great pod. And, uh, yeah, and I believe... Oh, I... Don't remember the gentleman's name off the top of my head, but I think uh, someone sent us a message through the week on the Facebook page and said, uh, You're talking about that Cronulla shirt, you know, with the Hayden's old duck, uh, Auntie, whatever. Um, Have you got a picture of it? And so I said, Yeah, we'll put a picture up in the comments, you know, and uh, so I believe that's the help that he was uh, referring to. Gotcha. Worth a look, three stars by Benny. Benny 0000000000, I believe. 10 zeros there not a bad podcast the guys can be funny and spot on with their comments but over half the podcast is a guy reading out Twitter comments which is just boring well for starters mate the show runs for over two and a half hours you know certainly over two hours in most in most cases and uh, you yeah, know I think half an hour of general chit chat doesn't equal half mate so I think you're factually incorrect there just to begin with but I thank you for your three star review and I would hope that you could find the chapter skip button, or become part of the community and uh, enjoy yourself, bitch.
2: I think a lot of what we do and and some of the success that we've had, and certainly the the engagement that we have with our listeners, comes as a result of the interaction via the toys. Yeah. Um, and that is fairly unique to our show. So if, yep. if you just stumble across our show and 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 you, you're not you don't come or via the community, yeah, yeah. then you may find it a little bit off key, I guess, compared to some other shows. But it fits with what we do, and um, and it's unlikely to change at any point. So.
1: It, it's kind of it's kind of like you know you sort of you you're coming across an in joke that you're not in on. Yeah. However, everyone started everyone started like that. Sure. And you know you just join, keep listening. You learn to love us. Join join in. Get on Twitter and, uh, you know, the amount of people that get on Twitter just because, you know, we've sort of spoke about, you know, yeah, some of the people on Twitter. And it's, it's, it's really pleasing to me to see, you see when people, you know, come on Twitter, we'll mention them on the show. People listening to the show will actually then go and add, you know, that guy's Twitter account or, you know, they'll, you know, and, and you see the people start to, you know, someone who might have tweeted the show for the first time and then all of a sudden they're getting into it with all, you know, other people that we mention regularly on the show and it expands from there. It's great for their experience on social media because you know they've got like this instant community that they can just jump straight into and everyone's got like a common you know kind of shorthand sure uh you know and they and they sort of know on which wavelength to engage each other in terms of like trolling each other and shit and so um so yeah i think it's a good thing uh we got another one uh we got uh, four stars more like this week in twitter Slacko 87. It's so funny that they're both on the same day, and you have to wonder if, you know, like... (laughs) Did we say something last week, like, challenging people on this? I don't know. Uh, They swear a lot, too, on their high horse. Still pretty good, though. Well, I would would agree with all three of those (laughs) 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 lines. Thanks, Slacko 87. Tipping. On top, Gazawonga. Wonga. One point back to second, Shane, Aaron, Elvis. One point back to third. And we've got a couple of people on 30 points. We've got Mellon, Kylie M, Paris Steve, Whitey. And then we go one point back to 29. The unique one, 80. NZ Tiger, David Kingston, and TBI Penguin. Congratulations, you guys. Fantasy. My team's dropped a little bit. Um, it's still number one in our comp. Uh, down around in the 200s, I think. It was a, uh, whatever, a fantasy Equivalent of a tipocalypse was last week. Hmm. the The par score must have been about nine hundred. There were very few people that cracked one thousand and fifty. Few, very few people that cracked a thousand, for that matter. Most of the scores that I saw, especially among people who were kind of up there, was in the you know sort of nine thirty to nine eighty kind of range. And um, maybe a couple of people got some good scores though. And uh, so second, we got Southside Clackers. That's Cruzi's team. Spoon is SC, which is a Life of tie team. Although it's in his wife's name, so maybe she's the one doing the great work to get the team up to third place, the Dingbats, Winter is Crowding, it's Curtis, uh, Butts Badgers, Burks Eagles, Mighty Doggies, CJs, and the Wendells wrap it up. Just to finish up, of course, we have the, the memberships are still on sale for those who want to get on board. Uh, we've got some couple of Revelation shirts left, we have a couple of Tigers in Decline shirts left, and uh, let's face it, those Tigers in Decline shirts with Robbie Farah and, and Hot Sauce out they're going to become a fucking hot fashion item over the next six <laughs> weeks. So. <laughs> so make sure you get yours. And, uh, yeah, and of course, hit the memberships up. Uh, I'll be sending an email out to uh, to all the people who've bought memberships thus far, just giving you a bit of an update on where everything is uh, just to, you know, to keep everyone happy and keep everyone informed on what's going on. And uh, that's it. That's all I've got.
2: That's all I've got too. I'm going to uh, drive my car home and fall asleep.
1: And wake up in an hour to Screaming Baby. Yes. Enjoy. Oh, the joys. Exactly. Enjoy. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs)